I ain't never been the loudest in the room The higher the volume, the more imminent the doom Don't play yourself, kid, play the system The US government, the largest walking contradiction Listen, if you wanna see impossible, then look at me My DNA is cut exquisitely from the best of sheets If I'm lying, I'm flying, and I'm ten toes solid On the same soil that my grandfather's was walking Know your history Welcome, friend, to Quantum Theory, a podcast solely focused on amplifying Black and Indigenous voices. And that's facts. And that's true. And that's facts. Let's go get them. What's up? Yo, yo, yo. We back. We back. We back. We back and at it. Yes, we're back from this long weekend we had. That's right. Oh my gosh. Just the the eternal days that I have in my mind right now. I forgot that it was even a long weekend. Yeah. Like when you come off a long weekend and you're trying to like kick back into gear. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Not for me. (laughs) Me either. I was like, (laughs) (laughs) I guess the point is that like yesterday being a Tuesday. Uh, it felt like a Monday, you know, uh, and then here we are Tuesday. It's actually a Wednesday. I feel like I'm actually amping up. And then it's like, oh, this is normally the part of my week where I start like the wind down, you yeah. know, not yeah. like a full ass wind down yet. You know, just a cute little we're going to coast into Friday. So. <laughs> it feels like the week is already going by so fast because yeah. of Monday, whenever you have a four day or no, is it four days? Three-day weekend. I mean, depending on so what like... you did on your Friday, don't <laughs> let me dictate what the holiday was for you. No, Three-day weekend. <laughs> Some of us made it a four-day weekend. Some of us probably made it a five. Probably knows, did. You know, I mean, most out there. knowing the tribe, you know, go ahead and take that day off, you know, get a little extra day in there. <laughs> yeah, might as well, especially if you're going to go root digging or something. Facts. You know, that's cultural leave. Do it for yeah. the ancestors one time. Exactly. Got to throw down. Look at we're sitting out here trying to reclaim our, our ways of being. This is one way of doing it. Yep. You know? <laughs> so you hear it here out first. Call in, get week. that extra day. <laughs> <laughs> well, for those Treat of us yourself. who can't see us today, which is all of you, uh, it is a high bun, top knot day. Uh, so, you know, if you're Just cruising along, whatever you're doing, listening along, if you want to throw your hair up into a nice little top knot, uh, something on the top of the crown of your head, uh, go ahead and join the crew. Because, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's what we're rocking around these parts today. Yes, yes, yes. Much also, needed. Like, every day at this point. Uh, this is my second time growing out my hair. So I had it long for about eight years back in like junior high and high school and, uh, regrowing it back out i'm about 18 months into the journey and i told myself i was like i'm not gonna have it in a ponytail every day like i did last time and like for the last four it's been in a ponytail (laughs) (laughs) i'm living for the hair growth though because your curls are always way more popping than mine your curls are goals i've been wearing hats way too much That's my thing lately. <laughs> and I have one hat. I mean, if anyone knows <laughs> me, I'm a little bit of a minimalist, I guess, when it comes to some fashion pieces of mine. <laughs> so, I just figured it was your Wednesday hat. <laughs> that's so funny. I love it. I love I, I, I love the support. <laughs> well, usually like I'm getting, I just ran an errand or I just finished working out. And it's like, obviously I'm at home most of the time because of my work or I'm all, you know, so, yep. or the most I do is like go work at like a coffee shop or another outside space. But right, that's I mean, right. the hat comes off. It just, <laughs> I wear it 
too frequent. It's a mainstay though. See, my yeah. thing is just like, why have so many hats? You know, I'm I'm cool with the one hat, but I have been telling myself lately I need to start splurging just a little bit on myself because that's the one okay. thing I don't do. So okay. I have another hat next week. Who knows? Well, I'm excited. <laughs> hey, shoot, I just might be sending you some. I got like a major influx of hats over the last two weeks. Really? And now I'm kind of struggling because I was like, well, I need a satin liner or something inside of these. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then, you know, just being like a creator, I'm like, well, I'll go to the store. I'll get some silk or some satin mm-hmm. and then I'll sew it into the insides of my hats to protect my curls. And then, of course, that's a whole ass another project, which I'm not going to do oh, anytime soon. There, there <laughs> is someone who does it. So it's off of the real. I forgot her. Her name's Robin from Real Housewives. Okay of potomac and she Do you does watch that show it is one of those guilty pleasure shows oh, okay. i haven't seen I the might... most recent season okay. but she um she does i don't know if she still does i think the i seen the oldest season um mm-hmm. the oldest season, sorry the last season um and she does uh like baseball caps with silk lining Nice. So I don't know if you want to type, you can totally like, if you want to get one, as opposed to if you get lazy and it's been too long and you realize it hasn't been made yet. Yep. Robin, Real Housewives of Potomac, her hats. has. Sold. Okay. Well, yes, you know, I got, I got some dope ones. I actually got one from uh, our good friend, oh. Lulu Henry, uh, from her uh, Enchuana brand, mm-hmm. uh, beadwork brand. So, you know, I want to, I want to rock that one out. So yeah, I want to throw some satin in that one. I also got a Nest Purse Tribe one. Uh, oh so. do they have dad hats yeah i want one yeah i got so one So when i went there i they just had visors and i think trucker <clears throat> hats and then yeah. your girl's flame so yeah. i didn't do that i did get a visor though i also got one of those so i'm gonna have to get like a little satin headband to go on the inside of that uh, yes which yeah i wonder if anyone just has like a straight up cap that you can put on uh, so that you can wear ball caps and whatnot. Uh, yeah, so she like- does. I haven't checked them out, but she has a whole line in there. Usually they're booming because because of that, like that because little personal touch. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you again for the compliment. I mean, it's it's easy to rock seven to inches worth of curls. You've definitely got me double, tripled on the length. <laughs> uh- <laughs> I know I'm trying to debate what to do with mine. I'm so bad with my hair. It's just like, I wish I can just go to the salon sit down and be like do whatever you think looks mm-hmm. best and get up and rock that for a couple more months a few more months and then go yep. do it again like i hate having to choose i'm so indecisive when it comes to my hair so that's why i don't really got too much going on because i <laughs> overthink it all and i never make that drastic leap but it might be time for a little drastic leap a little change we'll see all right oh, i don't like, like drastic hair, have you ever done anything majorly drastic to your head yeah i mean i when it came down to it's really just cutting it was the mo- the kind of drastic yeah. um i went it was for obviously for someone who passed but after i did it i was like this okay. person won't even like my head like this why did i go this hard oh. like it was one of those things where i'm grieving and i just want to chop it all off and i did yeah. and it looks terrible and so i was like well whatever <laughs> yeah, take it <laughs> that back was probably now. the worst one but at the same time i just didn't really care but um, I don't know. I want to do something different with my hair, though, for sure. I'm just not sure what to do. I actually went to the salon a few months ago. No, a couple months ago. Okay. And they did not give me what I asked for. So <laughs> I need to And try. that's a whole thing. You have to put your trust in somebody. Yes. You know, like you're going to walk love... out of here and you still have to live your life. Wearing yeah. the thing that they're, that they're I love the, like, 
I love the salon. I love the lady, but like, and then at the same time, it's like what will take in your hair and that whole mm-hmm. process. And my hair is so much and so long. I paid so much for them to not do what I asked for to where I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to rock this out a little bit and yeah. then figure out what else to do. So, so when you we'll did see. your chop, was it like a wicked, like Victor from Smoke Signals chop with like basically it was pretty low? And... It, no, it wasn't that <laughs> I, no, I wasn't dramatic. My hair looks dramatic. Oh, just, just the cut was dramatic. Okay, got yeah, it. My mom actually always, I usually have my mom cut my hair. And even when she was in Please high school, her like, the bus, oh, do, do. <laughs> no, 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 it didn't I'm look bad. Like, it just, just the like, look wasn't for me. She did everything I asked her to do. <laughs> I just, it, I don't know, my, 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 it just didn't look the way it was supposed to, yeah. but, um, but no, uh, not the way it's supposed to, sorry, take my, I, my choice was not the right choice. And Got so it. my mom always cuts, cuts hair and she was kind of like, okay, are you sure you want to go this short? And I was like, yeah, but she used to do like all the boys hair. Like they used to all go oh, to her in high school. I didn't know that. Yeah. So she cuts hair really good. I was just like, take it all off and all was like down like a bob so it was like down to my jaw yeah and like naturally it didn't look that great but like when I straightened (laughs) it it looked a lot better but anyway fast forward and now I'm ready to do something kind of drastic but I don't know we'll see okay I always have these ideas and then Poof. It's just about, like any type of like protective styles to to put it into something i mean too. especially because you said you like locks so much you know i don't think i can pull off locks i love locks no not even like I you wouldn't even try off. like a faux lock for a couple months or like a month or two i wouldn't mind it i just don't know if i could pull I it off it lo- I, oh my gosh i feel like you look so dope you think so i honestly do yes especially because like we'll that's see. your heart too how much you admire and like appreciate it in other people so once you like are in the spirit yeah I feel it yeah I I wouldn't mind trying it because it's like I'm in the DMV so like exactly you have access exactly so no you're not out here trying to hit up a Rachel Dolezal in Spokane Valley (laughs) (laughs) I'm definitely not blue magic and my own yucky hair from the Sally across the street from the Walmart here you know like no uh I'm sure some of those components will still be in presence there in the DMV. However, <laughs> at least you have more access and more like trained hands. Uh, <laughs> exactly. So we'll yeah, see. Again, I don't know. No promises. We 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 got the access or not the access. Uh, you know, we have the capability to be out there rocking a bunch of different styles. So yeah, yeah, a major yeah, we'll switch see. up does sound fun. Yeah, but then also it's like I feel like the braids and the locks well more so the braids are like more of a summer look and i'm like summer's closing so now what do i want to do but we'll see yeah. i mean i'm sure i'll look the same next week and the week after, the week after. <laughs> which is gorgeous brilliant thank you appreciate remarkable <laughs> you know just again for those of us uh who aren't being able to visually tap in uh you're just going off the the truth of our words so yes. <laughs> what it is Uh, anyway what did you get into this weekend i'm excited to hear about your three-day weekend yeah no my three-day weekend was dope i spent entirely too much money so that part just that's nice (laughs) it's like it's fun and then it's also when you come home and you're like dang it what did i do Mm -hmm. uh However, you know, the girls working through it, I did one really cool thing <laughs> is I actually got to go down to Shipwreck Beads. <gasps> I saw that and I was so mad at you. I was just like, not 
mad at you, happy for you, but my heart pained for myself. And I was like, I still haven't been there yet. That's on my beater's bucket list. But at the same time, I'm like, I'm not stepping into that place until I got a stack of cash. Like, yeah. I'm, not like I'm not going to shipwreck until I, I'm, I'm ready for it all. So yeah. how did you get a lot of good finds? I, yeah, I did. I got a lot of great stuff and I got to meet some cool staff members there. Uh, mm, even make those connections exactly <laughs> especially um with the people who like do some of the ordering and the inventory uh so it was kind of fun because I went there for beads and I left with friends yes uh, I know right I know just oh and friends who know homework beads. moment oh <laughs> just a lifetime movie no I'm playing <laughs> I'd watch real, it though, where we like talked for like a good like hour or so just about beads like the way beads are made uh, like he was telling me that they get made into like these long tubes of glass and then that has mm-hmm. to draw like a crystal glass that takes three months to cool off then they have to reheat that long stick tube of glass and they cut it up into the tiny individual beads Crazy. and then after that cools off then they have to do another process where they take a hot rod to that line of beads so that they could put a facet in for cut beads so that's like mm-hmm. a flat edge that you get on certain types of beads the cut beads yeah. the like others the step up mm-hmm. um and that's not even taking into account like the dyeing and all the other stuff or the stringing apparently like it all goes into like a huge a barrel process and yeah. it's like it's like this huge thing spinning and people hold like a needle inside this huge barrel of beads that's spinning and then the beads like come up onto a string mm-hmm. he was explaining the whole process to me like through and through uh, and it was cool just to hear like the production, the ordering, and even the way that the beads turn out and how they get stocked into the store. So yeah, it was actually kind of fun because I was like, I didn't think I'd make friends uh, sitting here talking <laughs> about beads all day yet. <laughs> Keep going. Those <laughs> are the best friends. That's something I've been curious about is like, how are these bad boys made? Like, yeah. and I had somebody ask me that question. And I'm like, girl, I don't know. Like, <laughs> It takes forever. Y'all. But I am. I'm just as curious. I'm trying to it figure, takes it out, figure it out. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, no, because he was saying like for like a dye lot, like it takes like six to eight months to make the one part. And then it's like a three month part for, say, like the stringing of it and the bagging. Yet now with COVID and all the stuff that's happening, that three months has opened up to about eight months. Mm-hmm. So then he's like the top end of like ordering a new type of bead or whatever is like mm-hmm. 18 to 24 months. Mm-hmm. And then the backside of the window is like 36 months. Yeah, I didn't realize it's such a long process. Like yeah, I figured there was a the lot going part. on to make the beads, but I didn't figure it would be a process in a sense of you have to wait months. You know what I mean? I thought yeah. it was just like a mass produced type type deal. But. No, an actual year. So like when you order something, say they order um, however many kilos of a certain color, it'll mm-hmm. take like two years to come back, two or three years to come back. Dang. And especially right now with COVID, it's, it's even longer and it's even more unpredictable where you can't track it. Uh, yeah. And then not being able to do as many flights, it's all going on shipping. And if you've ever mm-hmm. shipped from overseas, it takes longer to do shipping than obviously yeah. it being on a flight. So then that delays the process even more. Uh, so, yeah, it was a trip, like learning all this stuff because it made it even cooler. The thing that we do, like how we how we For create sure. beadwork, you know, because it's like. Dang, even before these things got into the store, they were in process for a couple years. Mm-hmm. And then who knows how long they sat in the store and then finally making it to us, going through our crazy workstation and whatever exactly. that may look like, <laughs> and then out into the world. Now uh, I regret all the beads I've wasted and swept and thrown <laughs> right? away. Just and... like, you know what? I could do without these. 
I know I hate <laughs> wasting beads, but now yeah. that I've been beading so long, it's like, is it really worth the headache to sit there and sort those? Or are you really going to go back to them? Cause I used to have this huge, like pasta sauce jar. And like, I would mm-hmm. just always put the excess beads in there. Like once they got all mixed up, but now I'm just like, I'm just going to close my eyes and throw these away and act like I didn't do that. But like, <laughs> now I'm regretting it. Just knowing how long it takes to get yeah. those beads made. Well, it's kind of like a cultural thing too, you know, how like we're taught not to waste any parts of things, you know, when mm-hmm. you're using a hide or a buckskin, try to use as much as you can when you're using a cloth, exactly. use as much as you can. I you hate know, wasting use... anything. Yeah. It's a bit of, you feel bad yet. It's like this tiny, yeah. almost microscopic thing uh, where like, yeah, if I look down right now at my feet on the corner of like one of the corners of that supporting the legs of my desk, there's a bunch of beads, you know, around that little part. Uh, and yeah, I'm like, I can dig some of those out and try to find out where they go. Um, and then it's just like adding that to the list of all the other things. It's just like, geez. So yeah, salvaging spare and loose beads is not the easiest thing by any means. Yeah. So yeah, I had a good time. I, 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 like I said, I got to meet some friends. I got to shop around. The one thing that I will say about shipwreck and, you know, I don't, or yeah, and I, I don't know about any other place because for people who don't know, Shipwreck Beads, it's uh, one of the world's largest. Well, that's what they say on the outside of their thing. I don't know. I'm not verified. So I, I can't tell you just what the sign says eh, is that it's like <laughs> world's largest bead supplier. Uh, and in talking to like my new homie, he was talking about some of the like major bead suppliers around the country. And there aren't that many. Like there's a very small circle of them. He was able to like pinpoint them out. Uh, so yeah, it's like this huge superstore with a bunch of different types of beads and shells and gems that you can go to. Uh, however, like I was saying, Michaela, because the ordering is so strange, not everything is there at, at the same time. So like you go there and there's a lot of stuff that's out of stock and then other things that are absolutely full. And then other things where it's like, oh, I didn't even see this online and it's a cool steal or like a cool buy, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, dope. That's the crazy thing about shipwreck is that like it is fun to go in there, mm-hmm. and then it's also kind of frustrating because you're like, dang it! Like you want yeah. you're like, okay, I I came here to spend money, I came here to throw down, and yeah. then when you're not able to because the things that you want aren't there, <laughs> aren't then you there. get kind of yeah. like you know, uh, yeah. So it, it's like a seasonal thing. I don't I don't think a one visit does it for you. I've been there probably like four or five times now, and I can't say that I've ever left there like fully satisfied. Oh, really? Uh, however, I do get like a really good thrill from being mm-hmm. there because like the stuff that I do get everything is around dope, you. Yeah. You know? uh, yeah. Yeah. I so. can't walk into <laughs> and it's like it was funny because when I was in Puerto Rico, I was with my aunt and my cousin and we seen like a little bead shop. So I'm like, oh, yeah, I want to go in there. And so they were like following me for a little bit. And in the back of my mind, I'm like, you might as well just go on and continue shopping like and come back mm-hmm. later. Because mm-hmm. when I and my mom already knows the drill, like as soon as we get into a store, like we split because she knows like I'm going to take a while. And so how I shop is basically I stare at everything yep. and like I'll pick up something and look at like a little pack of bees and just stare at it in my hand for like wow. a good 30 seconds because I have to visually see how I'm gonna use it and mm-hmm. then I'll throw it in my bag and then once I visually see like you'll see me stare at it for like 20 seconds and then I'll just grab like a whole handful of them and throw them <laughs> in my basket <laughs> or I'll stare at them for, for 20 seconds and then just walk away yeah. you know and yeah. so I can't visually buy anything unless I can see how I how I can use it 
Like I just, yeah. I don't know. That's kind of how I shop. What well, about you? Online shopping is like a definite, it's a, it's a challenge, you know, cause oh, you're like, yeah, it's a gamble. Sure. So yeah, when you're mm-hmm. in person, that's why I like, yeah, definitely take the advantage, have it in your hand, look at it, exactly. <laughs> do yeah. exactly what you're doing, like journey into your mind, just try to find exactly where you're going to use it, how yep. like, yeah, what combinations <laughs> you probably use. Yep, yeah, I have to, I have to see the whole yeah. project or at least like 75% of the project. So I know what direction to go in with it. Cause I yeah. hate having stuff that sit in bins or sit in containers for like months or years. And it's like, mm-hmm. I mean, later down the line, you never know if you're going to use it. But I mean, I don't like just buying things and I buy too little of something that I actually really loved. So, yeah, yeah well, that's one of those what sharpers. made me spend so much money is that so I'm actually starting to I want to start working on my own regalia. I've made a lot of stuff um, for other people and I just never have done my own. And so then as a part of that, understanding that, yeah, getting the beads to make regalia and a mass amount of beads is a huge financial. yes. Yeah, responsibility or undertaking, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so legit, I bought two colors, and I bought fourteen. I bought seven kilos of one color and like three and a half kilos of another color. Mm-hmm. Um, massive amount of beads, regardless. <laughs> um, yeah. to the point where it's like cleaning off the shelves. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I knew I was like, well, I'm going to need all these, uh, because I, I want my colors to remain the same. I want them to match all the way through every piece that I'm going to be making. So yeah, it's like having to buy in bulk and having to prep, uh, mm-hmm. because you're going to take a lot or, you know, a lot of beads are going to get used in the process. For sure. Um, yeah, that's where I was. I like, I didn't get many different types of beads Yeah, I got l- large bunches of ones that I hope to use in the future. Yeah. Uh, And then that was kind of a trip too, because yeah, over the last year, I've been literally giving away beads left and right to like friends and family. And we appreciate that. So (laughs) to the fellow beaters and, you know, shout out to to the other beaters who have given me stuff, you know, it's like, it's a pay it forward. If I had something, I swear. But if you knew how your girl bought beads, you'd be like, <laughs> it's like set it off when Titi's like, I need that money. Like I buy beads on a needed basis because I'm a terrible procrastinator in a lot of areas. And obviously buying beads is one of them. So I buy beads like hank by hank. <laughs> <laughs> right. Bit by bit, strand by strand. I know because you said you literally had your mom overnight you some beads yes. right before art market, which well, that's hearing that, I was like, what? <laughs> that's the thing is like, I think I'm ahead in a lot of areas, but I'm not. And I'm very frugal, I guess, in a lot of aspects of life, especially with my beads at the same time is like, I don't know. I mean, I ante up on beads. I don't just grab handfuls of beads though. So like okay. my first go-to when I go to a trading post, if they have white, black, or cream, Ooh, I'm buying them oh, regardless whether I need yeah. them or not. Yeah. Because yes. they're hard to find. They sell out so fast. Yeah. But otherwise, like I don't get just masses of amounts of different colors just to be safe. I'll get what I like and what I'm drawn to, but mm-hmm. I usually don't buy more than like two to three Hanks okay. um, per color depending on what I'm doing. So just depends. If you do need an opaque white or black in a size 11 cut and you want a lot of them, they are actually in stock right now at Shipwreck. Oh, good. Because yeah, Yeah. I'm getting ready to In size 11. 
Yeah, that's I, the I, that's the primary size I use. I really only use 11s and 13s for my work. I just yeah. do with those two. But I mean, I don't have the patience to go any higher than 13, but I respect everyone who does because that's, yeah. that's a challenge. But I'm, um, yeah, I'm, I actually need some. I'm getting ready to start a set. So I'm going to need some. Yeah, I actually do because. Uh, in my cart online right now. <laughs> do it, do it. The, the homie, he did say, he was like, yeah, we even have some of our classics in right now. He's like, black and white, we have those in. They're never in here. And I did. I saw them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'll hop over there um, and get them. Like, you can get you a, a nice bundle of, like, six Hanks for, I don't know, like, 30 bucks or something. Nice. So, you know, just to help you out. Uh, yeah. And then, yeah, that, that, that was that was my shipwreck trip. And then beyond that, I spent the rest of the weekend over there on the coast in Seattle. Uh, I went to a music festival in Seattle Center. Gang, on gang. Saturday don't afternoon. downplay that how was nope. that that sounds it was litty. cool you know i got to put on a cute little outfit be outside and like the semi sunny weather so it wasn't too hot wasn't too cold it was just like that perfect ambiance mm-hmm. and uh kate Trinata was the headliner that day uh so it was dope like just like standing in the grass at seattle center just like vibing dancing my life away uh, and the other acts are really cool too. Um, a lot of local people. And then it mm-hmm. also coincided that um, because, you know, summer activities and everything were canceled this year, uh, Pride was canceled again. Yeah, apparently it wasn't necessarily canceled. It was postponed. So here mm-hmm. come to find out literally just two days before hopping over to Seattle that they were putting on Pride Fest events uh, on Capitol Hill in Seattle. So they shut down the street Broadway up there on top of Capitol Hill. They had a bunch of outdoor stages. Uh, and outdoor club areas uh, where you could like you know go and chill you know it's like a nice fenced in area where you're outside um, you can get a drink listen to music watch a performer so yeah it actually just coincided that there was a lot of things happening all at the exact same time and me going over there uh, and all outdoor programming so it was just like <laughs> your girl was on their feet all day was, you know walking like <laughs> 10 miles a day uh, just being out and about and yeah and honestly, I think my favorite part was like this dope mix of Black Parade with like this cute little Afro beat. Um, so oh, Beyonce nice. Yeah. Like Black Parade. Um, and yeah, so like Black Parade already gets me going because one, Beyonce, two, <laughs> you know, hyping up Black people and the things that we do. Beyond yeah. that, they threw a little Afro beat behind it. And I said, oh, yes, I was gigging in the street for like the entire song. Yeah. Uh, Anything I kept trying to be like, Afro beat thrown in yeah, usually is like. You pulled in. It's like you just start. Let's you ever see like Medea's Halloween or whatever, and she's like, "Medea, why are you moving like that, Medea? I don't know, but the hoe's coming out of me. I can't stop it. It's like one of those things with Afrobeat. Yeah, there it's reggaeton or it's it's Afrocode, and then it's yep. just like or Afrobeat is just like it just comes out mm-hmm. of you, like you're just moving. So yep. It's the awakening. It's beat. honestly the awakening yeah. of our ancestors. You know, it, it's that yeah. within our blow in, in our bones and in our blood. It's just coming to life. Yes, uh, yes, yes. So yeah, that was my weekend. It was it was fun. It was a good time. Lots of eats, lots of lots of being around, some good music. Yeah. Uh, and then yeah, just seeing friends, you know. Of course. So yeah. It was dope. Nice. And uh yeah, now I'm back here not knowing exactly what day of the week it is, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're all in that mind state right now. For sure though. Um how are you have you recovered since your your trip to PR and yes, this year stacked up orders from santa fe i feel like it's just been like nothing but it's go, been go, non-stop go you. you know your girl don't stop but it's good Can't stop, boy, um, stop. yeah so this week <laughs> has been just basically catching up and my weekend was like the complete opposite and it's funny because i woke up one day this week and i was like 
you know, I think I'm ready to like, I want to get out. Like, I don't want to be like locked in this house, like working. I definitely want to create a little bit more freedom. So I get on Eventbrite. I get on all these different websites. Just start registering and buying tickets for things. And I didn't go anywhere this weekend. I was like, so I honestly can't even remember what I did Saturday, but I just remember the weekend was very peaceful and it was really nice. And the funny thing is I hopped out of bed excited to do all the things that I booked for myself and I didn't even go. Like I was just so serene and in my element at home. And then like Sunday, it was like a rainy, a rainy, cloudy day. Vibes oh. were going. I was watching like sappy romance movies like it was just a whole vibe and I was just like you know what I don't want to go anywhere and so I actually love the weekend but you know it was like a little it was working at a slow pace when I felt like it you know and actually taking my time with my work which I feel like I haven't really done in a long time like I love what I like I love when I be don't get me wrong yeah but like to just sit there and just be it at your own pace and put it down if you don't you know it was just one of those things that was just really serene um so yeah I soaked up the weekend and then I don't know why I did this and anybody who knows me knows I don't run but I signed up for a 5k and so okay <laughs> yes but the only reason I did it was because it had the option to walk okay. <laughs> so of course I skipped that. That was on Monday and I could not sleep and maybe I was just nervous. I mean, I don't know, but I was like, okay, I can't, couldn't fall asleep until like 5 a.m. I had to be there at like 8 a.m. And um, oh. here in D.C., they just built or just finished the Frederick Douglass Bridge. So I'm like, oh, that's kind of monumental. Like I'll go celebrate mm-hmm. that. They're supposed to have food trucks, a little festival afterwards. And I didn't go to that. <laughs> I can't even remember what I did. Uh, but yeah, so basically it was just real chill weekend. Um, hung out with little friends and that was kind of it. It wasn't, it wasn't nothing crazy. Um, but at the same time, I don't mind not going anywhere because yes. I have like I already I'm booked within, you know, the next couple of weeks I'm traveling again. So like that's why I like to just stay low key um, hang out with who I want to and, you know, not make a big deal about it. So I like to be present at home um when yeah. I'm home at the same time so that was my weekend <laughs> nothing Heck exciting yeah. nothing like it I was I wish I had, I was supposed to have all these stories because I booked like three things to go to and I did not go but um that's okay maybe next week I'll have something for you <laughs> but, um, Friday I did a um I partnered with a native entrepreneur instructor who okay. I met in Santa Fe And she was like, hey, would you mind like doing, you know, I have a class. Would you mind speaking to my class on how you price your beadwork? And like just letting, you know, other Native entrepreneurs know, you know, your system or what any Native artist needs to do. So I was like, sure. So that was last Friday. And um, it went really, really, really well. You know, all I can do is tell my perspective on how I did things in my journey in pricing, which made me post this um, post on Instagram, my beadwork page. It's basically saying, hey, respect and do this. I mean, you guys can go to at beadwork by Michaela. And so I get Y'all this heard her. Get over there. <laughs> double tap, share, follow. No, but yes. continue. <laughs> I think I'm almost up to like 3,000 likes Come on it. And, but there was some ignorant ones in there. And oh. Um, I'm one of those people to where it's like, okay, if there's negative comments, like who cares? Like, you know, 
it's it comes down to that choice. Do I keep them or do I delete them? Do I respond to them? At first, I was like, oh, I got time today. And so like, <laughs> Your thumbs I are responded ready. to one of them and then they like hit me back with a huge paragraph. And I'm like, you know what? I don't have this type of energy because I feel like despite all the people that obviously like it, all the artists or people who buy that appreciate the post and what I have to say, it's like, I'm not going to give you the satisfaction of downplaying what we do as indigenous artists, you know? So I'm like, you know what? I have no patience or no tolerance for negativity. I'm going to go ahead and delete these ugly comments or these comments that just are just pure ignorance, you know? And I didn't originally want to. I was like, well, I should respond. I should clap back. But I'm like, you got to pick and choose your battles. And these internet warriors are not worth your time. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm like, I just don't want to take away from the whole purpose of the post of just respecting indigenous artists. You know, I don't want you to come up into my comments trying to just basically um, downplay or take the attention and put the, try to put the attention on you. Like clearly there's a ton of people who like this post, you know? So why are you going to go in? You have like five followers. Like, so it's like, no one's listening to you over there. So what makes you think people are going to come over here and listen to you just so you can grab the spotlight. And so, there weren't mounds of them. I probably deleted only like three, three comments, but it was just, it was annoying. And I had a trigger to where it was like, well, don't get mad at the consumers. I'm like, first of all, like for you As to I say, my eyes and it was looking, just so, what, what are you trying to say? Exactly. <laughs> and it's like, you cannot tell, you know, first of all, that's white victimization. Don't ever place mad mm. on a person, of, especially a woman of color who's just expressing her opinion. And Come that's on. what I mean. It's like, you got to pick and choose your battle. Like I have all respect for Amanda Seals because she claps back at everybody in her comments. <laughs> and I'm She'd like, you know, what? I don't have the energy at all, especially for people who want to write like books as a comment. So I'm like, I don't got time for this. And let's go ahead and just, you know, give our artists our flowers. Um, but it, like I said, it wasn't, I literally had like three comments that just disagreed. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to let you you know, try to pull that attention of the whole point of the message. But, but yeah, and I think that's a really tough conversation, especially for Native artists is because so many Native artists, they underprice their work so heavily. And that's something that needs to change. You don't have to charge an arm and a leg. You don't have to charge what I charge. You can charge whatever you want to. But um, I feel like that's something that a lot of Native artists needs to kind of get a grasp of their self-confidence and get that boost in there and realize, you know, what you're creating, you know, you're not only an image of yourself or, you know, creating for yourself, you know, you have to think about the deep lines of rich history that even made you, you know, be able, that made you capable of making that art. Like it's such a bigger picture and it's like a whole, like that's a whole episode, Mm -hmm. but it's just, um, just throwing it out there for all native artists, like be confident in your work, you know, and don't, don't feel like you have to downplay it or under, you know, beat the customer to devalue devaluing your work in a sense, because I used to do that too. But, um, but yeah, so I did that Friday and I, like I said, I made that post on Saturday. So that was interesting to see some of the feedback. Um, But I'm realizing how all too common it is just based on the love I received from the post. Yeah. But yeah, well, so for, that was my weekend. <laughs> yeah, well, thank you for that. I I, I want to go back. However, uh, yeah, for for people who who aren't Run it back. Uh, on IG or or the things. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, Michaela's talking about a 
a what do you call these like a not a text graphic or whatever it's a tweet um from, yeah uh, Alyssa Lachey. Anyways, the text in the tweet itself itself says, uh, don't ever say indigenous artwork is too expensive. Y'all spending so much money on mass produced lip kits and shoes, but complain about the price of something handmade with love and care. Hashtag support indigenous artists. Uh, and then mm -hmm. Michaela goes into her whole uh, <laughs> caption and everything from there. And as she mentioned, you know, 3,020 likes, you know, a, a grip of, of comments. Dang, so it reached in. over. It, it's crazy because I posted that days ago and like <laughs> it's still going. Last I checked, yeah. it was like 2,800 or something. Yeah. But I mean, it's true. And it's like there's obviously truth in that statement with how many mm -hmm. people that are agreeing, you know, so. Well, it's such a pertinent conversation, too, uh, mm -hmm. because of that whole just understanding of like, even how much people assume that they can get your beadwork for or just assume that like, oh, I won't go over this amount of money for this quote unquote little thing. Yet mm -hmm. that little thing probably took a lot of time and effort. And as we talked at the top mm -hmm. of the episode, it took a few months even or a few years even for the beads to get made to come over to like exactly. hand stitch <laughs> into this very thing that you're complaining about, you know? Uh, so yeah, it's a huge, it's a exactly. huge, uh, it's a huge thing. Yeah. Uh, and definitely, hopefully, a, a conversation and just a whole mindset that will shift. I did see another one yesterday where somebody was like, you know, we need to start changing our mindset to really view Native artwork as, as like, a luxury. Wow. Yeah. the luxury. That it post, is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's how I thought. That's immediately how I think about it. I'm like, if mm -hmm. you're paying for designer things that are being mass produced by another country and another yep. group of people yep. in an unhealthy way, you yep. know, and you have the artist sitting here right in front of you, making you a one of a kind. That's not an only expression of herself, yep. but an expression of her people and her ancestors. Like pff, that's priceless. You know, you should be honored that I'm even, you know, exactly <laughs> charging this much, but I don't know. I mean, everybody's different, but I think it definitely, definitely needs to be at least a conversation within a lot of native artists, you know, to, you know, Hey, you have that confidence. And I don't for really sure. have, I honestly, it's very rare for someone to question my work. I think the last time I got questioned was, was it this year or last year? It was, and they were really nice about it, but they asked for something small. And I was like, well, this is what I charge. Yeah. And she's like, Oh, like, I'm really sorry, but I I'm from here and people around here charge way less than that. So I'm like, go find less. Like, go, you go know then. what I mean? Go, like, yeah, I, I was like, you. Oh, exactly. So she was really <laughs> nice. She's like, I appreciate it, but I'm just, I don't think I'm going to do that. I was like, no problem. Yeah. Like my business is still running. So yep, you, exactly. you know, I'm trying to help you out. So yeah. like, but it's, I, it's like I said, it's very rare for anybody to question me. Usually I get people either they leave you on red, which is really common. Um, you know, RIP to all those conversations that disappear mm -hmm. after you tell them your price. Like it's very, very normal. And then you have some people who just say, no, I really respect you. I'm going to, yeah. you know, come back. So, I mean, every artist yeah. I've heard everything in the book. Um, but recently I had one lady, she was really nice, but it was like, we have some customers that are really annoying. And like, <laughs> I do anyway, sometimes. I mean, sometimes I, you I've get dealt a, with some, some messages where I'm you just get like a, the major odd one out of the bunch sometimes. Yeah. And it's just, it's annoying because you appreciate them. And this is just the artist venting a little bit, but like, <laughs> well, hopefully you You're get welcome the message. You're to tap into our little conversation. <laughs> yes. And it's Behind like, the beads with Michaela and Kellen. No play. <laughs> Uncut, raw. <laughs> but sometimes you could give a customer the exact day, the exact time, the exact shipper, the down to the exact second, and when it's gonna hit their front door, and they'll still message you 
the next day or within a few minutes. Is my order ready, girl? I just told you it was going to be in your hands at this time, at this day. And it's just like those customers can be really annoying. Anyway, I had a customer and she was just like, she was pressing me for this piece and I get my coin before I typically ship. Go and on. I made Up the, I, yeah, but she was on me so much. I'm like, okay, cool. Like she's obviously antsy and I get it. Some people are just really excited for what they order. Yeah. And I genuinely appreciate that. But she was a little complicated because she was just like, okay, um, I, I seen that you charge this over here and you're charging me this here. And I'm like, and I already shipped it out and I never do that, but I shipped it out. Cause I'm like, okay, she's on it. I'm sure she'll go ahead yeah. and just pay me because she's, she's on my neck so bad. I'm like, I'm sure she'll, she's ready to go. She must have my money. So, like, <laughs> And she's so just, she's just waiting to hit send. Exactly. And I'm like, well, first of all, like I'm the artist. If I choose, and like, I have a good sale every now and then I like, you know, like at any retail shop and she was just, I'm like, um, so first of all, I really don't owe you uh, an explanation on to how I charge, why I charge. Um, but I mean, I'll give that to you. And then she was like, well, can you, you know, can you give it to me cheaper for a little bit? And I'm like, are you kidding me? And I hate doing this, but it's like, yeah. okay, I already shipped it. And, and, and I guess this is just kind of a message for any other artists that are listening yes. and people, you know, who just kind of want to understand some of the things we go through is like, I don't, you know, I already shipped it. So I'm going to have to, you know, take what you're offering, but I'm not going to work with you again. I'm going to bow out and smile and be, you know, grateful. And, you know, you can be as excited as you want to be for your piece, but I'm not working with you again. So I guess just kind of a message of people is just, you know, respect the artist and don't just, you know, don't find your own ways to devalue someone else's work. You know, I mean, I don't know. It's really hard to kind of explain. But yeah, for sure. After that whole rant, I guess, of just <laughs> <laughs> come check out my page. You can, exactly. You can find me at www. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where I was going that. Because we just had and stopped it on Flash Friday. I'll probably hit you with the, all right, Kellen, cut this right here. But I feel like I had to get it out because, and I even say this, I said this last show is like sometimes I like, it's cool. It's it's so nice to be doing a show with another beater. Mm-hmm. And I want to be like, girl, did you know? Or you know, they had the audacity yeah. to wear something. It just feels like a regular conversation with me yep. and you. Yep. And I'm not realizing, you know, I, I'll catch myself like, shoot, there's other people that's gonna be listening to this. <laughs> I guess I should break this down a little bit. Yep. But um, but yeah, so that was kind of one of the reasons too. I kind of wanted to throw that message out there because it's not common for me to get anybody who questions my work at all like I said it's very rare but when I do it's very frustrating and I understand how much other artists go through it probably all the time because that's kind of how it was towards the beginning of my my beadwork I would I would always be like oh right before they even would ask me for like how much it's gonna be I'm just gonna be like oh well you know I didn't I, I didn't like how this came out right here so I'm gonna go ahead and just knock off you know this much money without them even saying anything you know mm. so and I think that's really common probably amongst a lot of artists to where it's just like you have to be confident you know and yeah. you know sometimes you just gotta you know just trust in yourself a little bit and kind of you know charge your worth for sure but um Anyway, yeah. I'm gonna have you cut like that whole last ten minutes out. <laughs> but so um, good. well, it's it's actually funny because yeah, for me on my side, I don't like I don't take on orders. I I stopped, uh, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm only within the year because it's it's been like an 18th month journey for me, really trying to like develop my pricing a whole lot better, yeah. to where I'm honoring myself a whole lot more. 
And then I realized that like my access and access to me was impeding where I wanted to go personally. Um, mm-hmm. And so now I'm just in the spirit of telling people the fuck no. Like, yeah. Hey, can See, you that's do this? I'm like, well, I don't take me. orders. Sorry. It's hard no. for me because it's like, I like people to have their own touch mm-hmm. on their work. If it's going to be in their lot, like I yeah. work should be around for generations. And it's like, I yeah. like taking custom work, but I'm at that point now where I'm starting to realize why so many artists don't do custom orders. Yeah. I think, and it's not because of the claim, like I really don't like, I'm, I'm really not trying to say I get complaints cause I really don't. No. It's just, it's very rare, but it, but when I get one, it's just so frustrating and it's kind of like a slap in the face to me, mm-hmm. but it's just, I'm realizing how much of a luxury it is to be at a space to where you can put out what you want to put out and work freely and you get paid just to create, you know, yeah. you don't have to, fish for your opportunities your opportunities naturally come to you just by you being an artist and so I'm in the same kind of boat as you to where am I ready to stop taking custom orders I've been taking them for so long like you do so great and so now I'm kind of I'm I was actually just thinking about that today I think I was like you know what you know I should feel extremely grateful that I got I've kind of I'm starting to get a name for myself now Mm -hmm. to where Whatever I release will most likely sell. And if it doesn't sell, you know, that's your art. That's an asset. You know what I mean? Like I can keep that. And that's something I'm, you know, I can look back on and be like, you know, that's an expression of this time period of me as a creative right now. So I think I'm kind of starting to get in that boat to where, you know, I think I'm ready to kind of slow down, if not cut off orders um, that maybe isn't regalia or, you know, depending on who I sell to. So. I'm getting there for yeah, sure. For sure. <laughs> I, think I mean, as it's a you place get of bigger, you for can't, you. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think as you get more well-known, it's like your time's valuable at that point, mm-hmm. you know? So people are going to pay because they are, you know, if they get the ticket, it's like, okay, I'm in. And they're willing to pay what they, you know, what you're charging because you are, you're booked, you know, you're overbooked. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so I'm getting there. I think I was wondering, I was like, should I make a post to put like, okay, I'm taking orders now, but I don't, I don't even think, I think I want to do the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm just ready to keep creating. I think there's always that little bit of um, kind of scariness in your mind. Okay. Well, what if what I make doesn't sell or what mm-hmm. if I make, you know, what if I fall off or, you yeah. know, but I'm, yeah. I'm, I've been so hungry lately to where it's like, you know, that's not an option for me. So anyway. Yeah. The, uh, that conversation about pricing itself too. I'm always just like telling people I'm like, charge more, like whatever you're thinking in your head, charge more. Well, Um, that's why I don't know. Go ahead. Go ahead. ahead. I was going to say, and then funny story, uh, in I like on IG again, trying to talk about this whole thing about limiting access to me. Um, yeah, people will hit me up on my Instagram through Trinell original all the time with like beating stuff. Right. Then I had somebody like hitting me up about a fedora hat, like what I would charge for a beaded fedora hat. And I told him, I was like, well, I'm not selling any of my work. You know, you may have seen mm-hmm. some of my stuff posted with beaded fedora hats. Yeah, just know that I'm not selling it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they were like, well, if you were selling it, what would you sell it at and why? And I was just like, mm. you know, I'm like, I'm not here mm-hmm. to like do the thing. Um, yeah. <laughs> so literally, I just I said, it. I literally, I just brought, I was like, whatever you think in your head, charge more, right? Oh, were they asking you about how to charge theirs? Yeah, I guess so. I got I, that question from somebody as well. And we're going to have bro- to compare exactly who it is because here's part two. I clicked out of that message 
And then I had another message from somebody else who was like, oh, I paid this beater at the top of the year upfront full price for mm -hmm. a beaded fedora. And um, I still haven't gotten it. And I've been like hitting them up. I hit them up in this month and I hit them up at this month. I don't know what to do. What do you think I should I'm do? I'm literally thinking, I'm like, I hope it's not me, but I'm like, no, I don't have no, any it's, it's, it's not. Um, okay, it's, it's no, I was going to say, I, I don't have any outstanding hours. <laughs> but that's the one thing about me is I feel bad for some customers. Like I, there's like a trust issue and yeah. I try to work with them as much yeah. as possible because I understand and some people really just be taking your money they do. <laughs> so um I, that's one thing i did yeah that's one thing that i do is just maintain communication you know, like mm -hmm. i have outstanding orders but with people who are who understand like michaela don't worry about it i'm just yeah, happy yeah. i'm getting some of your work but exactly. I, I never leave a message on red i never leave them wondering i always keep communication even if i have to take the fall like you know yeah. what it's been yeah, a minute me yeah. yeah. And then that's when the business skills come in. Like I'll throw in this if, or I really don't exactly. do that too often, but like now with like merchandise, I can do something simple like that. But yeah. usually people are always like, Oh no, don't worry about it. I'm like, I always get nervous, but yeah, anyway, anyway, yeah, anyway. We'll yeah they were like, compare. <laughs> yeah, no, they were like, Oh yeah, they blocked me. Um, so now yeah, I can't I even see their stuff on whatever and this and that, like, what should I do? And I was like, Psh exactly what you're saying. I'm like, some beaters will do that. Or like just some artists, mm -hmm. you know, they'll take your money up. I've heard plenty of stories from my, yeah, from my aunties, my uncles, my grams, like for generations mm -hmm. that people will take your money up front and they'll be like, oh yeah, I'll have it yeah. done. And it's 15 years later and you still don't have that <laughs> yeah. thing. <laughs> you know? Happens all the time. See me, it's like, I don't know. I can't my, like just me personally, it's in my, like, I can't do that. Like it's not yeah. within me. To me, it's a debt, you know what I mean? So it's mm, like, I can't, I don't see how people can like, even if they say, Hey, don't worry about it. You know, just keep it. Like I still, I'm like, you know, I owe you something, Yeah. but realistically when it comes down to it, customers just want to make sure you have that communication. That's really yep. it. Because if they just responded and be like, Hey, life happened, you know, or I'm sorry, I, but you know, just respond. Customers won't go that so far to like complain if you actually answer their message, but it's the ones that really be taking your money. And I'm like, Heck yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it's the one that was taking the other person's money. I'm assuming that I encouraged mm -hmm. to charge even more. So I was like, oh, no, my yeah. bad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, here, I thought I was like helping just like another up and coming That's artist. That's so funny. I just realized what you said. <laughs> and it was probably actually the scammer who was like looking yeah. for justification. Like, well, Trinell Original said that um, you charge this much. You <laughs> Actually, until I get the rest of this money, you won't get any of your beadwork. No, I'm playing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait a second. What is this little trap? Uh, just the no. fact, too, that I hopped out of one message and directly into another one that was just like, wait a second. Something about this is way too fishy. Really? Weird. Uh, so yeah, no, we fun. probably didn't get the same person because the one they sent me pictures of their hat and was like, oh, I don't yeah, know what to charge. It's my first time beading. And I'm like, and I, I didn't even, I don't even think I even... I, I don't ever say what I, like, I don't tell them, well, mm -hmm. I charge this because at the same time, I mean, every artist is going to think their work's better. I'm not trying to knock anybody else. Like, that's not you something I'm trying tell to do. Tell them up front. But it's like, <laughs> and I don't mean it in that kind of cocky way. I'm just saying like, you know, and even if their work, if I thought, I mean, I don't know. I mean, you can only be confident in your work because you know what you put into it. I guess yes. I should have prefaced with that. <laughs> like i'm saying like you know you have to be confident about your work when when you are you know how long it took for you to get to this mm -hmm. point to get that that good so to yep. speak so it's like this is why i charge this yep. you i don't know how long it took you to do that i don't know 
I don't know your process, you know, so I'm yeah. not going to give you my price because our experiences are different. Yours yep. could have taken way longer. Yours could have been, you know, that much more better than mine, but that's up to you. So I always say, Hey, charge, whatever you're worth, track your time, do whatever you feel like you need mm-hmm. to do charge what Challenge you want to charge. Exactly. Yeah, I, do, I mean, do don't be crazy. Like I'm a, you know, 10 K for a lanyard or something, but mm-hmm. Hey, if that's what you want, then that's your business. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. I don't knock anybody's pricing point. But then at the same time, it's like all my stuff's online. So you can kind of see technically what I charge, but I never give people my price because I don't know what you put into it. And that's sacred. Yeah. You know, that's valuable. That's priceless, you know? So, Come on. and I always, say, <laughs> <laughs> I always bring up the story of Van Gogh. I don't know if I brought it up on this show or not, but I haven't this heard is it. What I, so really, this is what I always, this is what I always say is or always bring up when it comes to artists and their pricing is van gogh was sitting in a coffee shop and he was scribbling on a napkin like he was just doodling on a napkin and a woman walks by and she says oh my gosh that's so amazing can i buy that from you and he goes yeah and she goes well how much is it and he says ten thousand dollars she goes ten thousand dollars and basically his point um is you didn't have all the successes and the failures that I had to go through to get this yeah. good. You didn't have all the late nights, early mornings, blood, sweat, and tears for me to even get this good. Are you going to go out and do all of this? Then great if you can, but otherwise yeah. that's what you're paying for. You know, yeah. you're paying for all the years, all the decades, you know, my family, my hair, everything, you know, yeah. you're paying for everything for me to get this good. So yes, $10,000 for the doodles on a napkin, you know? And so that's kind of yeah. how I think about with beadwork is like, I think about when I started out beading and how much I wanted it so bad. Yeah. I'd be up every night. I was throwing whole pieces away because I was frustrated. Yeah. I was my family how to finish this, how to do this, watching videos or, well, I really didn't watch too many videos, but asking all the questions I asked and you know, it's just, I went through a lot to be where I'm at now and I'm nowhere near where I want to be or where I'm mm-hmm. going to be. You know, yes. I don't see myself on that level yet. I don't see like Jamie, I don't, I'm not on Jamie Okuma's level yet. Like if, whenever you think you're the greatest, that's when, you know, you're going, you're going, you know, you're not at all. That's the last thing you are. That's when, you know, you're not, they're not growing anywhere else yet. So, um, I still have a lot more work to do, but I've also, you know, I got a lot of, like I said, blood, sweat and tears under my belt. That's what you're paying mm-hmm. for you know? Yep. So. Yeah. I feel yeah. you. I mean, I'm, I'm, it's been 2008, 2009 when I like got into it serious again, of course, doing it growing up, however, making the adult decision. And the whole reason too, was like, I wanted to hop back on the powwow floor. And so I wanted to make myself dope regalia. And I was like, Oh, I'm gonna beat myself up a dope set, this and that. And I got mm-hmm. the stuff and I started doing it. And I was like, this looks like trash. I am not wearing this. <laughs> anywhere but it took you to take all that time to do that and to figure out what you want to do you had to have that excitement in order to do that and you wouldn't have gotten that great if you didn't not use that if you didn't waste all those and not even waste because it's not a waste yeah you don't have the growth period yeah then it's just like you know you wouldn't be anywhere near that near so you're paying they're paying for and that's the thing i think most people a lot of people who really do understand indigenous artists understand this, but there, I think there's too many people that don't either. Um, yeah. Obviously there's so many different ways of cult- cultural appropriation um, just out there. And so, I don't know, like I said, we'll have to have a whole nother episode on this for oh, sure. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's the time and the expertise like you're so talking deep. about. Yeah, and I think it's dope to have it with, an, maybe we can, and like I said, I probably, I'm going to cut out, I want, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send you this to probably cut out this chunk, but I think it definitely is, it wasn't up for waste because I think we should do an episode to where we can get, if we should get like maybe two or three other artists and just I'm have down. a conversation, if you're down. But all the way. I'm all anyway, the way down. that wasn't supposed to be that far. I was just... <laughs> We can cut it off. Well, Friday, I spoke to a group of kids or whatever. But um, <laughs> Friday, I spoke to a group of kids about how to price things out. <laughs> <laughs> and then this over here had the audacity. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Anyway, but okay, let's rewind back to here. Um, but yeah, yeah, so that was my weekend. <laughs> okay, okay. Dope weekend. Ooh, follow-up question. Last one. What were the movies that you watched on your, your chill Sunday oh, rom-com day? I did. I am i don't know. I'm not the remember? snappy type, but I watched, um, it's called All of My Life or All My Life on HBO Max. It was so good. Okay. So possibly. good. I watched that. Um what else did I watch? I can't remember, but I just remember that one was being, and I rewatched Crazy Rich Asians because I didn't watch, haven't okay. seen it in so long. But that one, I watched that one. And then for, there's a really good show. And I like watching it at night. Like I love, like, I love love. So like when I'm like, I like watching this before I go to bed because it just puts me in a happy mood. But it's called Modern Love on Amazon Prime. And oh. um, they're on their second season. And it basically depicts essays from this New York school I can't remember but they basically act out those essays of true life stories or whatever and it's so good and they're only like less they're less than an hour and it's just very I don't know it's really good it's just really good okay all right I'll (laughs) check it out those are some of the things I watched um have you ever seen sorry to bother you on Hulu I haven't no uh it's kind of old it's, it's a couple of years old and it has lakeith stanfield is that hopefully i'm saying his name correctly um lakeith uh so he was like the guy in get out who told um oh. who told him to get out who's like nose was bleeding oh he uh, was on judas and the black messiah yeah i'm terrible with names but if you show no me a picture, i instantly know yeah oh, he's on this so he's on this yeah yeah um and then, He's yeah, dope. like the Issa Rae, what is it? The photograph, <gasps> I want to say. Issa Rae. That movie, yeah, I seen that movie. That was good. Um, Did you watch I the actually, other one with her on Netflix? Uh, Love, Love Birds? Love or? Birds? I didn't, I mean, I... Oh, I think you didn't like it. Yeah, I've seen it hella. I hate to say, like, I I mean, it's so true. Have you ever watched Black AF on Netflix? Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, you have to support other films, like, publicly. And it's like, mm. I love my girl Issa, but I felt like Lovebirds could have been better just based on her past things that she's done. I think I was expecting, I think I, what's the word? I just overly expected like too Got much. It. I thought it was going to be amazing and so dark, funny, and it was a little disappointing. That's but, um, how I felt about the, like the freaky, freaky Friday one with like her, Marseille Martin and I haven't seen it. Regina. Regina. Paul. Yeah, we're like Never Regina. It, where she's like the she's the boss, and then it's like a freak a freaky Friday. I don't know why I say keep freak a oh, Friday. Um, oh, oh no, 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 I know what you're saying. So I was like freaky little, Friday, little but it's um, yeah, yeah, little, little. Yeah, little. I think it's called little. But that yeah, one so was like that. That one was cute only because, like, I understand what you're saying, definitely yes. from the adult point of view. But I think be, I thought it was 
I mean, it wasn't something I'm going to rewatch and rewatch. Yeah. I think once I seen it once or, you know, twice, I was like, okay, the only thing that's so really dope about this is that it has a 14 year old, yeah. you know, Oh my producer. gosh. Executive yeah, producer. She's like a queen. Star, yeah, for that. So I think it yeah. was good for her and it was good for that yes. age group. Yes. Um, but you know, I think we expected so much because of the actresses, but at the same yeah. time, it's like, this is still a dope film because, yes. you know, yeah. But, Again, um, not trying to knock any of the stuff. Yeah. yeah, no, it's a good movie, but it's not something <laughs> like it's definitely a kids film. <laughs> yeah, yes, okay, yes. But they part. have actresses that you know you see and think like a man. You see on Insecure, like you yes. assume it's going to be like a key, you know, black woman's film, which it can be, but it's definitely like moments, black woman and your daughter you know. and your niece, or you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, definitely had its moments. That was good. But I liked. Um, I also watched this weekend, which is also really good. Oh, uh, what is it called? It's by Issa Rae. Okay, the movie or show? because I want to find out. It's on. I. It's a show. Oh, sweet. Is it sweet? It's by Issa Rae. Uh, is it new? I've been seeing ads for something new from her. I yeah. Okay, it's so. very good. And, okay, um, I'm going. Oh shoot. And like the next and last season of Insecure is about to come up, so definitely looking forward to that as well. Oh, I thought. I forgot that was gonna. <laughs> yeah, that's I was. Like on I forgot. Deck. Yeah, I remember. I now I remember because you bring it up. I remember they were gonna do one more season, but I feel like it was announced so long ago. Ooh, which um, means my daddy Kendrick Sampson is gonna be back on the screen. Oh, that man. <laughs> <laughs> Moment of silence. Sweet life. It is sweet life. Okay. <laughs> what? I was just joking about the moment of silence for uh, Kendrick or. <laughs> Oh, my bad. I didn't even. And then we actually did have it just on accident. So I was like, well, you know what? Yep. (laughs) Issa Rae did a show called Sweet Life on HBO Max. And it's like a reality show. But I mean, everybody knows reality isn't real reality, but it was reality. But it's a really good show. It's basically like about all these um, young black entrepreneurs in L.A. Yeah, So I binge watched that. That was really good. Is it Um, sweet with a W and two E's or like S-U-I-T-E? Okay. Yeah. Not sweet okay. life of Zach and Cody, but like sweet yeah, life. Yeah, like, I was wondering. Yeah, why? Like, because you like never know. Sugar. You know, people like yeah. to find this stuff. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, you never know. Nothing straightforward like that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so those are a couple gems. Oh, that's the other thing I did. I don't know if this is. I mean, it's not embarrassing, but like that's the other thing I did as I watched Roots this weekend. So the finally like got the, a the black... old movie. Yeah. <laughs> The okay, whole six-part series. So, okay. you know, I got a piece of my black card this weekend because I finally, finally yes. watched Roots. Um, I mean, I've watched, I watch black films constantly, but that's one that I never tackled because I'm like, yeah. this thing's about to be like six years long. Um, yeah. But I finally finished it <laughs> and it was, it's actually really good. And I'm I glad bet. I watched it. I listened to an episode of the Read podcast and they had, and it's an old episode on my drive back from Seattle and they had LeVar Burton. Uh, who oh, wow. yeah is there in the in Roots as well as like Star Trek and Reading Rainbow and all the things? Oh, Lavar was in there, like the original Roots. I'm not mistaken. I mean, I'll, I'll hit up Google here. Uh, Are you talking about um, like in the 90s, 80s? Oh yeah, Roots is old. Cicely Tyson yeah. played in Roots. The yeah, guy that's what you're saying. Movie. It was his first. It was his first movie, and he said that. Cicely oh, oh, Tyson you're talking about the yeah, yeah, yeah. You're talking Dr. about Maya um, Angelou was Reading his Rainbow guy. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I forget his name. You know who I was thinking? Of? Yeah, yeah. Laverne. 
was like Laverne. Laverne's not Laverne in Cox? Ruth. No. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be a whole different story. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> We're talking about the same roots. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's Kunta Kente. Yes. Yes, because he'd be guy. like, Kunta out. Like, that's what he said on the thing. He's like, only I can say this. Or not only I. Yeah, you know, he does yeah. embrace it because, yeah, that was like, and that was his debut or like his premiere You could tell. I mean, you could tell yeah. because he's so young. But um, okay. Very good. There's a lot of iconic people in that movie. Yeah. And, um, very good film. And it's by yeah. Alex Haley. And those of you who don't know Alex Haley, he did the autobi- autobiography of Malcolm X. And Roots is actually um, the story of his ancestry. He took about, I think, 12 to 15 years of just learning who he is. And so that's what Roots is based on, is all the information wow. he found about his own, his own family. So really wow. good film. How did it age for you? Um, iconic, obviously. So, huh. hmm? how did it age for you? What do you mean? Like after a few decades uh, since it's been no, very, and all the very apparent. I mean, everything's still um, like beyond technology and stuff yet. Like just I don't yeah, know, the approach the to the story and the treatment. Yeah, how, yeah. How is that for you? That's what I'm saying. Is like the message is still very clear in a sense. I mean, obviously, we're still going through racism. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, even though it is based on slavery and everything else, the whole concept is the same. And I think that's the part that's just a little bit disheartening and too relatable for, you know, comfortability. I think just being black, I mean, it is what it is. But once yeah. you really think about it, it's like it shouldn't be this relatable in a lot of different senses today. Mm-hmm. But but it's still very, very, very good film. But it also makes you proud a little bit just to understand how much Black people have gone through and how much we're thriving yeah. today um, and the options we have. We might not be as free as we should be in a lot of senses, but to see yeah. and to pay respects to, you know, our ancestors um, is huge and should be done for sure. Um, and I, even, I actually just watched, I recently watched Kanye's Rewatch Kanye's little rant he had about saying slavery is a choice, and then you kind of you know the TMZ office. Mm-hmm. And okay. then I mean that was a, that was a long time ago. Yeah, but, like early twenty tens. Yeah. yeah. But I feel like there's a lot of, with with this generation, especially who aren't really tapped into our history. Um, I think it's a lot of things that are overlooked, or even when it comes to music, when it comes to mindsets. I think it's very important. Um, I think there's some people that lost the the the. Um, or who just don't know how much black people have been through to get to where we are now and don't respect that in a sense, you know? So that's what the film kind of ultimately that did for me anyway, even though, you know, I already had, I already knew all of this and I already had this feeling. I think it just kind of amped it up that much more of just how much I have respect for, you know, our ancestors and how much we had to go through, yeah. you know, and I've already, like I said, I already had that respect, but just finally finishing the film, Mm-hmm. You know, it just made that it just made me sen- have a sense of pride, I guess, put it that way. Um, but very good film. Yeah, it is very old. So you can tell like the makeup ain't popping. and They'll be like, <laughs> it will be like, OK, 14 years later. And she's like a little girl. And then now she has gray hair and bags and like this terrible makeup job to make her look like she's 80. I'm like, OK, you know, first of all, black don't crack. So if it's only 14 years, like she would not be looking like that. <laughs> I don't know. I'm that's like the, uh, that's where the old filmmaking comes yeah. in because the way they okay. age black people in that film just was not correct. But um, but otherwise, it's a it's a it's a very good film. I was gonna say, uh, <laughs> Sophia got 
she aged pretty well in that gel and color purple. Uh, and I don't think it was more than <laughs> not to laugh at that. Yeah. But you have to what think about like she, she like film back quick. then. Uh, yeah, film back then was just you know they really trying to get their point across. <laughs> uh, yeah, Lavar Burton back in Roots. Um, yeah, okay, because that was the thing that he was talking about is that he was saying. Um, that was like his main point about the the story itself is that like, yeah, it's another slave story, like blah, 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 blah. We know that stuff at the exact yeah. same time. It's important to keep these stories alive for us and oh, for yeah. our young people to know. Um, so it feels really good. or it's, it's really awesome to hear you say that because literally on just Monday, so two days ago, I was listening to an interview with this very person talking about the importance of this story. And here you are just like having watched it recently. That's so cool. Yeah. And I mean, and when I say it's very like um, relatable in a sense of what this country is going through and it's just in terms of racism, it's how white people still look down on us and down on us on the way that they do, you know, and um, just how much, you know, the audacity they have to do a lot of things they do and a lot of the things they say um, and just feeling like this country is theirs, you know, when it never was. So can be frustrating, but at the same time, it's like the film was made so long ago and then you have films like slavery films today when they're a lot more graphic and they really get that message across um in a way that they want you to feel as as if you're almost there so with this film it's not it's not like that like you can you know you you understand what's going on or what's about to happen but they don't they don't show that in any With way it, without they having just it to you, be so graphic that you feel it. Yeah. It's not graphic at all. Like, and they just kind of run around. Okay. Well, this is about to happen. Go to the next scene. This just happened. And then you just keep going. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, very good film. I think it's good. It's definitely good. That would be a good film or I wish, I guess, I mean, nowadays just the way productions are and how great they are now. Oh, <laughs> like, to redo that you're leap. Saying? No, like I'm just saying, roots i wish i wish this that i wish that would have been something good to see in school roots like in our history classes you know especially for our generation like i'm saying the next generation it's like film has gotten so Mm, (laughs) you know the technology has been so great to where it probably it might not hold the children's attention just based on what they're used to seeing but even if there was a remake or even if there's a, a teacher who showed the film anyway like i think it it's good enough to hold to to show in school and i think it should it should be um it's really good really good film wow wow okay well it's on hbo max too i was gonna say yeah okay (laughs) if there's access to it so i may be breaking my um my anti-slavery uh Well, well, that one's a must. Lot. That one's like key. Yeah. In like, that's well, one of, that's like on the, yeah. the, that's the black film list. Like you have to watch that. Yeah. Like it's just, that's why I was like, I got a piece of my black card this weekend. Cause I can finally <laughs> say I watched Ruth. Like a bingo card. You're just, <laughs> yep. like this is, yeah, literally blackout. Uh, it rule. Is. So not five across. This is a, uh, you got to black out your entire card. Uh, yeah. And it's like, it's <laughs> even like the color purple, like the color purple's on that list too. Like you get a piece of oh, your black crap. card once you, it's like you just, it's yep. just, is part of it's a part of the culture like your card gets laminated if you read the book by alice walker herself uh (laughs) i'm not there yet i'm just playing oh man oh that's too good yeah you should you should definitely watch it for sure okay i think it's different when it's by black 
you know, it's That's by black thing. people yes. for us, by us. And then yes. we portray it the way we need to portray and portray that message to black people to understand, you know, they portray that message to say what we need to hear in a different yes. way, as opposed to if it was a white um, producer or a production. And also too, it's the whole, you know, standing on the shoulders of exactly. those that came before us, you know, like exactly. literally these names that were, you know, the, the man behind reading rainbow, LeVar Burton, mm-hmm. uh, Cecily Tyson, just iconic, Dr. Maya Angelou, iconic, um, you know, these major people where, yeah, we can sit here in the, the 2020s and pick apart the production and, you know, the themes and all the things behind this film piece. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Back in that time, you know, it's, it was revolutionary. It was groundbreaking. It was all the things uh, in order to just have that space to create uh, the the story that they shared with people, you know, yeah, um, all the people, not just those three that I listed, you know, everyone involved. Uh, mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah it's I, definitely more so like paying homage and exactly, understanding yeah. where we come from. And, you know, and if we're going to if if it's going to be told, we're going to tell it and we're going to tell the accurate depictions, you know. And so I think with a lot of scenes, with a lot of the the script, how they say certain things matters, what they say, certain certain what they say um, when they say certain things matters or when they look at, you know, look at somebody matters. And that sometimes it's only how we know. You know, you know, it's only something that we're going to know by how they looked at somebody or how they said something, you know, that other cultures aren't going to understand or other, you know, white people definitely aren't going to understand. So I think it's very important to kind of watch some of these films, even if it is something that may be uncomfortable or a story we hear all too often or whatever, because it's it's a work of art. And if it's by somebody who's black, then I think um it's going to portray a completely different relatable message and the message is going to get across, you know, because you can yeah. relate. So, but definitely worth watching. Yeah. I want to say they made, they remade a roots, but I don't know I what think it is. That sounds familiar to me. Yeah. But I don't, I've never heard of it. Um, so it'd probably be worth looking into another good one is underground. That one is very underrated. Very, very good. I know nothing has, about this um, one. Oh, it's journey. Smollett. And she's an OG in the game. Oh my gosh, Journey. Are, <laughs> okay, yeah. Some people are like they blow up Jesse and they blow up. Um, yeah. Well, because of the whole her thing other that siblings. happened over the last. You no, know. no, 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 not that. It's just some people don't know of Journey, and I'm like, yeah. Journey been in this game since she was a kid, a like, tiny little kid. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And so she does Underground, and she did so good in Underground. I don't know if it's, and I've watched that over and over because it's so good but it's a take it's obviously about slavery and and then later on harriet tubman comes in the picture um but yeah it's a really 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 good good depiction of um slavery back then for sure and just trying to get out of it you know and the struggle with getting out of it and um anyway i recommend that it's like an action-packed um um tv show i want to say they have quite a few seasons but it's on hulu i should be on hulu. Uh, wikipedia is telling me two seasons 20 episodes is it only two it might be maybe it is two but um That's very very good wikipedia itself so who knows there may be more watch it on i can't and i've already i watched it like multiple times but it's on um <laughs> it's, it should be on hulu if it's still there but definitely watch that one 
Okay. She's on Lovecraft Country too. Yeah, I enjoyed I her love on Lovecraft, Lovecraft Country. Lovecraft Country. Well, yeah. <laughs> it, when I first watched it, it threw me off because I'm threw like, me what's off. the heck? What's going on with these aliens and all this yeah. other stuff? Like well, it's the diner scene. Like at the diner, you think like, oh, there's three black people at a white only diner, you know, mm-hmm. and now there's a ruckus starting. I get what's about to happen. And it was yeah, like, and that's and I like watching shows like that. So I that's uh-huh. what I thought it was gonna be. And also the spaceship comes in the mix. And then, and then it, then it like, just flips, what? and you're like, wait, what? Yeah. And so I watched that whole thing, but as soon as I was done, I'm like, I need to watch this again because I feel like there's so many. Yeah undercover messages that were in there that I just went yes. right over my head. I but can see that. while we're on that topic, I just do, I do want to say rest in power to Michael K. Williams. He was in Lovecraft country. Um, for those of you that don't know him, he was known for his many, many, many roles. Um, one of them being the wire, obviously Lovecraft country, 12 years a slave, Brooklyn's finest Django list goes on. Yes. Um, but he passed away this past week and he was a prominent black actor in cinema um, who seemed very much like a genuine and just knowledgeable person based on the videos that have been being posted, just kind of hit you out of the blue. You know, Mm -hmm. I didn't follow his work um, to that extent, but once I saw it, I was like, Oh dang. Yeah. You know, you don't, sometimes you just don't expect some passings just like Chadwick. Mm -hmm. Um, That was kind of out of the blue too. You just knew he was a great actor. Yeah. And then he's just gone too soon. So while we are on the topic of Lovecraft Country, I just definitely to throw that in there. Well, thank you for doing so. And yes, truly just, you know, rest in eternal peace. And, you know, thank you for all the artistry, everything that you shared over the time that being here, you know, it's a, mm. like you yeah. said, it just comes out of nowhere. And it's just, oh my gosh, just. A mm-hmm. I know I see it on my there. feet and I was like, what? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. But, um. With, be i mean not to do like a hard shift off of that um the other things on my feed uh that have been kind of well they're all like pretty superfluous however mm. um yeah just these uh okay superfluous what, what, i know i didn't mean to say that no say it is, is that a real word yeah superfluous okay yes um, i sound stupid but i wanted to uh, what is that what is it I, I don't know. I'm one of those people who reads like reads books or sees things and I'll stop and I'll Google the word because I want to know what it means. What did you say? Uh, superfluous. Uh, so superfluous. yeah, it's an adjective. Break that it, it down. Means, like, unnecessary, especially through being more than enough. Um, okay. You taught, you learn something every day and I'm not ashamed <laughs> to stop and ask. I've never heard that word. Anyway, yeah, go so, ahead, continue. It's a little, some, some extra stuff. Uh, However, yeah, no, I mean, you you even had one too. I mean, are we both talked about it just before? Um, what's going on in Texas? You know, what's going on around uh, all the things with our cases that we've been seeing? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, on the exciting side of that, I am looking forward to uh, Lil Nas X. His album's coming out fairly soon. Montero, I think it's on the seventeenth, as well as uh, Chloe Bailey. She's going to be performing at the VMAs, and she has a new song coming out. Uh, so I'm just like, yes, young black creatives, like y'all better be out here doing the thing. Uh, so I enjoy that portion of my scrolls and my feeds. However, yeah, then there's these other sides uh, mm-hmm. where it's just like, what the F is going on? Yeah. Yeah, I can't wait to hear. I mean, I seen Lil Nas X getting ready for his album and then I seen Chloe and I was like, I like Chloe because 
she's embracing her sexuality when everyone's trying to find something wrong with it. And it's mm. like, yes, queen, you know, you got those curves. You're going to be in your Welcome. young 20s. Exactly. With, and it's like, you know, it's because she has curves. If you saw me, you know, oh, <laughs> what she's you're, wearing. You're out here swerving on the girls too. Don't, don't even try to play. <laughs> If and I wore what she wore, nobody Instagram would feed, think blink no twice. Place. They'd be like, Who's the, <laughs> get this pile of sticks out of here. <laughs> Never. Not what she's got going on. Like, leave her alone. So yeah. I like her. And I watch Grownish and Grownish. She does. Got she tells Grownish. Yeah. But, um, so I'm excited for her. Yeah. But yeah. Well, but yeah, for her, for you, being young and just out here but doing running her thing, back, embracing not herself. To get on the serious side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. I know we got a little delay there. We did. It's okay. No, we that's okay. Yeah. So yeah, it, that's like that's the dope <laughs> side of it, and then yeah, then there's like these, this like the complete other side where it's just like our country's just in a little bit of a shambles as usual, but um, <laughs> it's, it's through stupid people. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um. So first of all, with COVID, our last dis- discussion we were talking about schools. Like, uh, I don't know oh, if that's, that's the right, right decision, but. Apparently, there's over 250,000 students in the U.S. who have gotten COVID. There's over 750,000 kids that have gotten COVID, just in general, um, I think, of this year. And then over 1,000 schools have already went remote and shut down. Um, And it hasn't even been a full month yet. Some of them are only weeks. Some of them are only a week. Kids are out here getting COVID by the bundles. So goodness. All you parents out there, please make smart choices um, and go with your gut with just keeping your kids safe. That's the most, that's the priority. Um, So, but yeah. And then um, as you mentioned, the Texas abortion law, that's kind of been on the wave, obviously on everyone's phones and everyone's feeds. Texas recently established an abortion law that took the country by storm. Um, The Texas Texas governor said that women have at least six weeks to receive an abortion due to rape and hopes to get rapists off the streets. He's trying to say that's his primary goal. And with that, it's obvious that he has no understanding of the female body, which Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, also known as AOC, made clear on CNN. So I'm going to go ahead and play a quick little um, quick little clip. Dang, say that five times fast. Quick little clip. Spitting Ooh, bars over here. Not even yeah. gonna try. I already stumbled on the first attempt. I'm gonna let it go. We're Nimi so we have to uh, quick on the clip. Like, it's just oh, okay, well, I better get back. Okay, uh, quick little clip. Strong. There it goes. Yep. <laughs> Thank you for encouraging me not case, to give up. My cues and my C's really hard, and that's just DNA. Um, <laughs> yes. Okay. So I'll um, go ahead and play that, just so you guys can kind of get an understanding of what the governor is trying to do and why. Um, it's a very, very disgusting um, law to make. Give me one second. Okay, wait, hold on. I totally just rewound the whole entire video by accident. Oh, the clips. There we go. Hold on. We'll just have to re-edit all of this. Vision. But in case no one has informed him before in our life, in his life, 
six weeks pregnant means two weeks late for your period. And two weeks late on your period for any person, any person with a menstrual cycle can happen if you're stressed, if your diet changes, or for really no reason at all. So you don't have six weeks. That's first things first. The second, the second area of this, when he talks about going after rapists and this language of him get of that he uses about getting rapists off the streets, the majority of people who are raped and are who are sexually assaulted are assaulted by someone that they know. And th these aren't just predators that are walking around the streets at night. They are people's uncles. They are teachers. They are family friends. And when something like that happens, it takes a very long time, first of all, for any victim to come forward. And second of all, when a victim comes forward, they don't necessarily want to bring their case into the carceral system. They don't want to re-traumatize themselves by going to court. They don't necessarily all want to uh, report a family friend, friend to a police precinct, let alone in the immediate aftermath of the trauma of a sexual assault. And so while some victims do use that recourse, and that is something that is completely available, and if that is part of their process, that's great. But this idea that we're going to, quote unquote, end rape, when the same type of frankly rape culture and the same type of misogynistic culture that informed this abortion law to begin with is also, you know, those beliefs are held by the governor himself and this Texas state legislature. Frankly, there are many people in power, as we know from the Me Too movement, that commit sexual assault, that help their friends cover up these crimes. And some of them even serve in the same state legislatures that are voting on these anti uh, and, you know, just these anti-choice bills. It's awful. And he speaks from such a place of deep ignorance that, it, and it's not just ignorance, it's ignorance that is that it's hurting people across this country. Yeah, so that basically happened this last week, um, which I feel like, you know, is very common sense that obviously men shouldn't be making women's choices for them. Um, but other states are obviously getting involved. Organizations and businesses are contributing to Planned Parenthood and protests are uprising as well as they should be. Um, so we'll kind of see where that goes. I know Mexican, Mexican, Mexico um, today, I want to say it was today, if not within this past week, um, basically was like, no, we're giving our women a choice. So um, I know that kind of sparked their motivation to really, you know, take it, well, not take it seriously. I'm sure they always have, but, um, you know, that influenced their decision just to make sure that women feel comfortable to have that, that choice as well. Um. But yeah, so our country, man, our country. Seriously. Well, just like, yeah, the, the major exhale, because right off top, I mean, you already said it, like who's making the decisions and for who? Mm -hmm. or, and for whom, you know, and then immediately once you answer that question, it's like, well, why? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, so that's kind of what's why. going on with ta in, in Texas. And um, Texas is not the best model model state for our country. <laughs> They're an embarrassment a little bit. Um, uh, you know, among others. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, sadly. Texas is like, if you 
Yeah, if you want to see, I mean, I don't know. They're racist out there are pretty extreme but anyway fast forward and kind of just continuing we're just um we just want to kind of bring light to that situation and you know hopefully it doesn't spread um I know there's a lot of viewpoints that are being made about this decision um but all we can do is support our women (laughs) but um other than that yeah I'm all caught up on reservation dogs. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Hard. I don't think that was a good transition, but yeah, you know, no, my bad. Well, the it's two, okay. I was like, I, like, I wanted to say something. Yeah, I, just, I was like, I don't know what to say. Exactly. It's no? just it's, it's an embarrassment. It's disgusting on behalf of Texas's governor, and it's unfortunate that those women have to go through that. But all that we can do is pull together as a country, and especially step up where we're needed. Um, but I don't think this is something that's just going to be let go very easily. I think there's a lot of people that are going to get involved and are going to express their opinions. And we just appreciate all of those businesses that are actually contributing to women. So that way they have a choice, including Lyft, including Uber. I, um, I, I don't know if it's both. I guess I shouldn't say both. Um, but they dropped out. A, they dropped a statement this last week just saying, hey, you're not going to get penalized for, you know, driving women to, you know, um, Planned Parenthood if that's where they want to go. Otherwise, they would have been. So um, I think the country's going to come together in the way that they need to. Let's hope um, to kind of, you know, get that, get that. Hopefully that decision just and that law doesn't stay in place um, for much longer. Um, But that's just what what we can hope. I feel the only thing I just feel really bad for the women of Texas and in Texas. because re- realistically, men men don't understand what women have to go through, not only physically and internally, but, you know, you can't just justify this terrible law saying, okay, well, if it's rape, you know, then, okay, well, then you get it passed. Like, that doesn't make anybody feel, you know, any much better. So I think it's just, it's, it's a bit of a mess, but I just hope it doesn't continue. Um, the law doesn't continue on for very much longer. Yeah. It was just so disheartening too, just the your audacity to have mm-hmm. ownership and say over another person's body and another person's self, you know, and especially coming from a, a like a, a, a cisgendered male assigned body, you know, where it doesn't often go through a lot of the changes uh, and constant cycles that, um, you know, a cisgendered female assigned body in a generally natural capacity, you know, because again, there's no overarching rule that encompasses everyone, you know, they're outliers in all directions. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, just in, in, in that very general sense of what we understand from like, say like a, a an easy curriculum, not one saying easy, like a, a topical curriculum that we get uh, in sex education and edu- uh, in school, you know, um, where it's like, you learn about these different cycles and these different processes. And it's just like, even the experience of going through teenage years, uh, your young twenties, your for however long, you know, I'm, I'm only in my thirties yet. A lot of my growth and development doesn't have experiences tied to physical pain. You know, there isn't a portion Mm -hmm. in my month 
where I'm like, oh, I'm most likely going to feel this pain. I'm most likely going to go through these emotions because of influxes in hormones. I'm most likely, or it's, it's probable that, you know, I will have to be, you know, very cautious about what I pack with me, no times of the days where I'm going to be in places, uh, make sure that I have private areas where like, if I need to, um, refresh, you know, who I am and where, where I am, you know, like I have everything with me in order to do that. And that's not even tackling, you know, the thoughts of like shame or embarrassment or, you know, whatever it may be that goes along with all of these different processes. There's so much packed into just the natural being that I, as again, just like a cisgendered male assigned body don't necessarily experience right off top, you know, which I feel like invalid, not want to say invalidates me at a, um, disqualifies disqualifies me from the discussion on those who do experiences do experience these processes with their body who do literally create life within their own womb you know uh mm-hmm. yeah so just right off top where it's just one the complete admiration for you know all my women folk uh and and that's fully that's fully encompassing um not just my you know cisgendered women, all my women. Um, yeah, especially, you know, just the people who um, are very much directly affected by the the intent behind these things, you know, mm-hmm. uh, where it, it, it's greater than just a political move. There's this nasty intent behind it. Oh, for uh, sure. You know, which, you know, we, we understand patriarchy. We understand um, this need to dominate you know these mannerisms (laughs) dictatorship exactly they're they're mannerisms you know they're acts Mm -hmm. that get repeated uh so not that that was a fruitful two minutes of me talking yet that's all i got no and again i mean admiration it's yeah no no and i think a lot of people probably took a lot of people by surprise to where it's like are you kidding me you know, and so, so we'll see from here. Like I said, all we can do is support our women, and um, that's all we can, all we can really do, and speak up when when we need to. But like I said, hopefully this law doesn't stay in place for very long. That's all. I, I know Portland got involved already, um, with just the support. So we'll see. But yeah. that's definitely something that's been, I know, on my feed in a lot of different ways. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been seeing it here and there. Um. Again, just trying to limit the time that I have on my phone. Uh, yeah, when I do hop in, it's like, yeah, that, that'll be right there in the Explorer uh, or whatever it is, you know, wherever I'm at, uh, mm-hmm. it'll definitely hop up. And then, yeah, it's just ugh, these reminders of, of the work that we have yet to do, you know, mm-hmm. uh, just hoping to, uh, to keep getting better yet. At the exact same time, we're seeing signs of things getting better, you know, just uh, as we talked about before with you watching Roots, you know, back in, excuse me, as I burp, uh, the time when they were creating this, you know, like when they were creating the Roots series itself, uh, you know, say media itself, it didn't have the extent of representation across the board. You know, a lot of these stories uh, say even about the African diaspora or conditions within uh, the South of the U S these things weren't really highlighted. Uh, and so, you know, it's, a it's a great marker to have, you know, creatives come together and to, to make these things and put them out to the public. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's been awesome how, you know, we've been noticing this, especially in the last few, I want to say, I want to say in the last year. Yeah. 
in regards to like native cinema with mm-hmm. uh, the first show, Rutherford Falls, coming out earlier this year, and that was on Peacock. And then uh, a later show coming out, uh, Reservation Dogs, which you can find on Hulu, uh, FX on Hulu, exclusively streaming on Hulu, though. And yeah, they're like, what, six episodes deep now, I want to yes, say? Yes, yes. Yeah. I've been keeping it. I've been, I just finished all of them. They got approved for, or they're like green-lighted season for a second two. season. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah, and so did Rutherford. Which I'm kind of surprised. I mean, Rutherford, I was excited with Rutherford. But at the same time, it was seemed more of a proud moment for Reservation Dogs because they didn't have, I don't know the lead actor's name in um, Rutherford Falls, the guy who plays in The Hangover. You know, mm-hmm. they have that, I know who you're talking you know, about. You know yeah. what I mean? They kind of have yes. that shoe in. But then yes. with Res Dogs, it's like, man, that's really Nate for us, by us, yes. with our humor speaking directly to us who cares what anybody else thinks and that got renewed for a season two like what you know and they're both as equally as important i love rutherford falls don't get me wrong but when it comes to just being surprised about it i was more surprised about reservation dogs Uh, i I was really proud of that yeah you know because yeah so i'm very excited to see (laughs) i don't know how many episodes are gonna have on this first season i've just been enjoying what I've been seeing. Um, but the second season I feel like is bound to be hopefully that much better. Yeah. Uh, Ed Helms, I believe is his name. Uh, and thank you, Google and my laptop for being right in my arms <laughs> for letting me know. Cause I, w- I wouldn't be able to do that off top. Uh, <laughs> uh, and yeah, so he's, he's the, uh, actor opposite Jana, uh, Schmieding on, which I feel bad. I Schmieding or Schmieding. Uh, I feel bad. Uh, not being able to say that correctly. Uh, right off top anyways moral is uh they're the opposites right there on rutherford falls and yeah i kind of felt the same too where it's just like you have to have that white character in order for it to have uh, that was the frustrating part i think the, the general the first episodes, audience yeah. appeal you know yeah i mean i mean that's kind of hard because it's like okay that's a win for us kind of too because it's like cool at least we yeah. i don't know i mean you have to be well, it goes back to your grandpa and your dad you know like on on you you know you may not like it yet you you need them you know um. and yeah and, and yeah like i think my dad when he was like you need you know white people to kind of get up and you know get ahead and that's what kind of what it was with rutherford falls it's like okay i'm glad he, first of all he's a great actor and it's like okay this is what's really gonna allow us to be seen because people are gonna affiliate him with the show um mm-hmm. but at the same time i didn't like that either yeah. But, you know, that wasn't my focus. My focus for going into the show was obviously supporting my own and watching yeah. the show. But yes. that's why I'm saying with the with reservation dogs, I'm like, they don't have that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's really all native cast and there's they're doing it for us. You know, they're not they're not, you know, um, bowing down to society standards and cinema. So yeah. that's why I was really proud. You know, wow, that's an accomplishment for people. And I even went in and looked at the reviews. Like, I wonder what people are saying. Are they even understanding what's going on? Oh, okay. And a lot of people did. I've, only, I've seen primarily four and five stars. And some people are like, I don't get it. But it's, you know, it definitely, or not, I don't get it. But I don't get all of the jokes. There definitely are inside jokes there, mm-hmm. that is what they're mentioning. But it's pain. I'm seeing the bigger picture. You know, I'm seeing the message they're trying to portray. And um, that was, that was, that was nice to read. Yeah, that's dope. Uh, well, I mean, right off top completely exactly what you're saying like right off top off of episode one on reservation dogs um like they they use 
language right away, you know, mm-hmm. uh, like the word, I don't want to say it wrong, like Chaban or Chaban. Uh, I don't know what that is. They use that a lot. Uh, and I noticed probably like episode two or three episode, I noticed episode two because I thought it was one of the person's names. And I was like, oh, was, I thought it was Cheese's name, the character Cheese. I thought his name was Chaban because like one of the ladies said that in the clinic. And then I noticed that they kept saying that word, Chaban, Chaban, like in different places. Uh, and actually, I think it was the Reservation Dogs uh, Instagram account where they put out uh, a thing that was talking about like what the actual <laughs> word itself means. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, so I just, I enjoyed that. Uh, the fact that they put different parts of the language, you know, they even say like, uh, I don't know if it's uh, Wado or Mado. I think there's mm-hmm. like two different ones that they may say. I've seen uh, people have messaged me like just on Instagram, like, or I have had those customers that have wad. I don't, I never knew how to pronounce it, but it's W-A-D-O. And that always, mm-hmm. they always, that's their way of saying thank you. But I never catch, I never caught it in this show. Um, oh yeah. They say it a lot. It's like, so right off top, like on, on the first episode. So yeah, mm-hmm. uh, Japan, uh, it's, it's a noun. It means boy. Um, so if you look on the reservation dogs, Instagram, they literally put that up there. So oh, I thought wow. that was dope. Like they incorporated language right yeah, off top. That is dope. You know, even before the characters were even coming in. And actually, if you really look, there's three. So it says Japan right off top. Uh, and then they either say um Mado or Wado. Uh, so like their thank you or whatever, because it's like the, mm-hmm. the whatever. And then the next thing that you see is um the characters, Alora Dannon and uh Bear. They're like doing sign language to each other or communicating. I seen that. I seen you know? that. I thought that and was so really I loved cool. that. I thought it was so cool because it was like right off top. It's like native language, native language, native language. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then a joke right off, you know, because then Willie. Yeah, gets like, exactly. What are you guys saying like, let's go. Like, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <you know? laughs> so yeah. it's cool because it has like the right off top, like an in, influx or like a infusion. That's the word. An infusion of literal cultural culture and language mm-hmm. uh even down to the sign language and then like follows up <laughs> like the fuck you guys say like yeah so, like, yeah <laughs> so then it's just like i don't know it's it's cool the the nice balance and and the fact that they they started off with reverence to the self i think is dope mm-hmm. yeah definitely definitely a great show so i've been tapped in every week and making sure i'm keeping up with those so um yeah very very proud of it so yeah see oh where it gosh. goes from here yeah we'll see because i mean like like you're saying even the outdoor or like the outside perspective like uh like right off top and they're like skoden studis mm-hmm. you know um it's like, everything feel- we understand yeah but yeah. is anyone else gonna understand that you know yeah <laughs> but at the same time it doesn't matter you know and i think that's why i'm so like for lovecraft country to be up for emmys and then they pull that mm-hmm. like Last thing I thought, and I'm not trying to knock reservation dogs. I didn't expect, it's not even that I even necessarily thought about it, but I would be, I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't get picked up for a season two, because there's a lot of internal jokes in there. That's like I said, literally for us and by us and for someone to be able to be like, you know, we want this again, you know, that's, that, that's, that's, that's really, 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 really dope. So like I said, hopefully it's better. Like the second season is really good. Oh, it better be. Also, I'm still hoping that this is like a 20 episode season <laughs> and not like a little tinsy, like eight episode and I'm season. Like, All right, we're coming up to 10. Hopefully, you don't cut me off there. I don't know. do that to me. So I'm like, what happened to like the major like 26 episode exactly. seasons that we're used to? 
Um, I don't know. I mean, for I mean, I don't know when they started production, but yeah. I I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna just say ten, and I'm gonna be saddened if it's less than ten. But if it isn't, I'm okay with knowing there's another season coming. So it can only get better from here. I feel you on that. Um, so yeah, it follows the story. Oh my gosh, we didn't do like a, a disclaimer. What do you mean? Like, if you haven't seen the show, uh, yeah, you we don't just want any spoilers. Right um, so maybe like a. Although we didn't, um, we didn't really give anything away. So from this Did point on, if you haven't seen, <laughs> well, we talked about it last show too. We did, yeah. Time, so. That's true. That's true. Um, and then so yeah, so the four okay. friends. So there's like Bear, Alora, Cheese, and Willie Jack. Um, and I'm really curious about Alora Dana and her character in in the crew because they keep talking about it being the fictional character from the movie Willow, um, which what? like yeah. So they talk about it throughout, like th- like they bring uh, some knowledge about the story or about that person, um, about the character in different parts of the episodes. Yeah. So if you've ever seen Willow, that movie, Alora Dana is like the little baby. Yeah. <laughs> Like the the oh that's her for real oh I think I did no I no no it's not it's not her she's named after that character so that's what they keep talking about oh, they'll be like oh okay. this is a Laura Dannon and they'll be like oh like the character in Willow oh uh, yeah yeah like, yeah I caught that I caught that yeah somewhere. um and so the character plot for a Laura Dannon just this again this is Wikipedia Wikipedia helping us out right now um it's a prophecy that a girl would be born and who would bring about uh, her downfall. The She would bring around, uh, bring about the downfall of the evil queen. Um, and so then that makes me wonder with like Alora Dan and like, if this is a prophecy for her character um, and who she is in life, you know, uh, I did not have that come to Jesus moment. And so, Oh, well, first thing, cause that was, that was a whole plot just, point of, 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 of Willow. The <laughs> There was a little baby that went floating yeah. down the river, yeah. and then Willow and his wife got yeah. it, and Willow had to return it. Got you it. Know? <laughs> you know? And they were trying to yeah. kill the baby, and she's named after that baby. So I'm like, wait, why was she named after that baby, and what are they trying to say? Like, what's dun, about dun, to happen dun. with this person exactly? Shoot, um, I didn't get that far deep in there. Well, right off top, they were like, oh, like the baby and Willow? Um, I know, so, yeah. but now you got you're not my mind running in a million directions. <laughs> well, good. This is where the seven. disclaimer comes in. Uh, <laughs> so I'm you're the wait. disclaimer. This whole time that you're like, shoot, let me <laughs> look, let me look, cover my tracks real quick. To say. <laughs> <laughs> As I break this shit down. No, Although there is no queen yet, so yes, that's I guess what we have to figure out. Yeah, who knows? I mean, there is that other girl, Jackie, uh, the leader of like Indo Mafia. Mafia. Yeah, uh, that's the, the only one that girl. I think of, but I feel like I don't think she's that powerful. Yeah, yet. I mean, I, I wouldn't call nobody no queen, no nothing. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so like I, I thought that was really interesting. Uh, and then again, Wilhelmina Jacqueline is my absolute favorite character, Willie Jack. Uh, you have this whole show down packed. I didn't even know her name was Wilhelmina. It's because they say it in the beating episode. I rewound it. And I said, Who is she talking about? <laughs> her name is Wilhelmina Jacqueline. Who's Wilhelmina? So dope, right. Then <laughs> um, too, when they when they introduce Willie Jack, Willie Jack has a bandana over their face and a backwards hat on, um, and then Bear's like, "Yo, this is Willie Jack." Uh, so Bear doesn't gender Willie Jack. And then like Willie Jack like brings their bandana down and says, sup, right? 
And it's only later that they say she with Willie Jack. Yeah, I like really appreciated that because again, like there was a mystery behind this mystery, like this character. There was the only yeah. character who had their face covered in the opening scene, really. Uh, and it wasn't until like another scene where then they got introduced and then the you name have to Willie run Jack. All this back. <laughs> Do I'm it. I'm taking notes over here. <laughs> right. be, studying. be like, okay, so for part two of our reservation dogs episode, no, I'm playing. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, but I, I really, again, I love that because again, I'm going through my whole like non binary, like two spirit discovery, this and that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I, I just, I appreciate that in that, you know, Willie Jack, it's like a, what do you call that? Uh, a unisex name right off top. And then the introduction in the show, it was the unisex introduction. Um, And then it's only later that they start to say she and Wilhelmina Jacqueline. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yet, even within that, again, she like presents, you know, in a bunch of different ways. Yeah, she Uh, does. It's like she has, she's obviously has that hard side, but she's not scared to show that soft side at the same time. That's what makes her so respectable. Yeah, that's why she's my favorite. I got mm-hmm. chills just like thinking about like when they hold the memorial in the first episode uh, and it's the four of them, which I think is really beautiful already. The fact that like four young teenage kids are holding like a traditional memorial ceremony mm-hmm. for one of their relatives and friends. I'm like, I like really how beautiful. she normalizes her culture. You know what I mean? Yes. Whether it's with her braids or hunting yeah. or whatever it is. It's yes. like, I like how tapped in she is. So I think that's why she's, and she's obviously funny, but I think she's the most relatable, which is why I think she's like one of my favorites too, is because of just, it doesn't seem like she's obviously an actor, but she's relatable because it's like, I feel like I can see her on our res, you know what I mean? And you know, you throw in her movie and she's acting the same exact way. You know what I mean? (laughs) Exactly. Very realistic, I guess, to me. Um, So yeah, we'll see where he goes from here. I'm still trying to figure out Cheese a little bit. He's a little quiet, but yeah, um, oh I, I'm gosh. noticing they're doing individualized episodes now. Mm-hmm. So we'll see who the ne- how the next two are and what their story is too. Yeah, that threw I, me, I that threw me for a little bit. What do you mean? I, I screamed at the top of episode six when they because there's up two that- more at least. You know, there's yeah, two more coming. <laughs> well, that too. Um, well, because then it opened up and episode six, it was it was Willie Jack's uh, like personal episode, and yeah. I literally I was watching. Yeah, it with I was my parents, excited and I, for that and I one. Moved. I was like, yes. I was, I was like, I've been waiting on a Willie Jack episode. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay, well, the rest will be cool, I guess. But yeah. that's the one I really wanted to see and see what yeah. her story was because there is so many sides of her, and I feel like you're still almost learning about her at the same time mm-hmm. so i mean that's that's all the characters but i think with willie jack she's like a mystery but she's also very in your face too yes so it's like she moves with a reason and she moves with a purpose so um she's really she was her episode was really cool um and then i'm also just excited i'm also just what's the other female um Alora player yeah i'm excited to see a little bit of her backstory because i feel like i don't know yeah. too much about her either and then yeah. Even and then also, I mean, they all have different sides to them, which is really, really um, dope, too. I think they all paint their own picture. And so I'm excited to see the, the, the other two as well and just see where the other, you know, boy kind of his his mindset, because you can tell he's a very emotional being mm-hmm. in a way and he moves yeah. off of emotion. So I'm kind of just ready like to a cancer. Yeah. <laughs> See, I'm not into the whole horoscope thing. That's so funny. Everybody's like, what's your sign? I'm like, oh, you mean I don't I, I can't read you. Like 
but um but yeah well, so, then too because even the fact like well here's another thing right off top on episode one how like uh bear so that character and then his mom i don't know his mom's name uh however i love how in the top like she's in the mirror literally singing um a lonely mother gazing out of the window staring at a son that she just can't touch mm-hmm if at any Bro, time, you caught any... all of this stuff, and like, I have not caught <laughs> really. All oh my I've gosh, it was so it. apparent. Well, for I me. watch it all in stride, but like yes, you got it, it all down packed, and now I'd you're be, gonna make me go in back the cuts. and watch all of these episodes. Like I would love to watch TV with you because I'm like, well, I tear stuff apart. People <laughs> look at the do. foreground, and I look at the four corners. You I'm like, what's life. behind their shoulder? What music is playing right now? What are you trying mm-hmm. to make me feel? Uh, but does that ruin it for you sometimes? I feel like some TV is very predictable. So it's oh, like okay, if yeah. you can dissect it quick enough, then you already yeah. know what's going to happen. I get it. And yeah. I don't like over dissecting because then I'm like, I rat, then I'm going to know how it ends. Like some stuff is just very obvious yeah. and I can tie certain things, but you're on a whole nother, you're like on a professional level. Well, because so I, I feel just... like TV would be ruined for you for a no. lot of because I guess I'll just make know. it TV. Yeah. Or it ruins it because it's like, oh, my ending would have been so much better. <laughs> I think I'm just always curious because I'm like, these are other people's works of art. You know, these are mm-hmm. other people putting their brainchild into a physical product that yeah. now I'm consuming. So I'm always wondering, like, what is it that they want to say? Like, every every frame means something. Every line means something. And even the back ground soundtrack like when if you really pay attention uh to like reality shows or any goofy show like when the music changes like they're trying to make you feel something they want Mm -hmm. you to do something so people are telling you what to do and so i'm always trying to break that down and so when she was singing waterfalls in the thing i was like what's going on and right off top like bear goes and he puts like we see the trope of like you know a young kid going into a mother's purse or you know somebody's wallet taking out money and walking away uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, in this instance, they show him putting some of his money uh, and some of his cash into her wallet right off mm-hmm. top. So, you know, they're establishing him as like this, you know, benevolent young child who's taking care of money or taking care of his mom, you know, literally taking money out of his own pocket uh, and putting it into her wallet without her knowing. And mm-hmm. so I thought it was very like poignant that she was singing Waterfalls where literally the lyrics are about like a mother looking out the window, staring at a son that she can't touch and she'll do anything for the son. The son keeps going out and doing the things and then the son dies. And, you know, then she's the mother is like left with nothing, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, And I thought it was very interesting that she was singing that song um, where it was actually the son who like had concern about the mother Mm -hmm. and it was the son taking care of her. Um, mm-hmm. Again, it's only, you know, a couple bucks financially, yet I wonder just like how far that extends into other areas, you know? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I just, I just, I just kind of like that because I was just like, this feels like very, like it's a great juxtaposition of like her just casually singing this 90s pop song um, about a mother being concerned about her son. And at the exact same time, she's showing absolutely no concern for her son. And her son is actually, in fact, taking care of her a little bit. Yeah. Anyway, sure. I just, I just thought that was interesting, the fact that they put that in there. So it made me question. I was like, huh, I wonder what they're trying to say. <laughs> That's me, though. Yes. <laughs> no, I love it. I'm here for, I'm literally here for all of it. Right. Now the I'm reservation dogs break down. everything from here. Yeah. Well, anyways. Uh, yeah. So 
the other episodes are pretty awesome too. Just, I don't know. I, I think the coolest thing is just like seeing the, the different dynamics of reservation life uh, from like, you know, I don't know, biking around, walking around, running into people on the road. I was cracking up on the last episode and he's like, what are you going to do in California? You can do things here. (laughs) And he's like, she's like, like what? Well, you can walk. (laughs) Right. Look at things. Look around. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, that's, uh, that literally is like the res. Like, (laughs) what are you going to do? Go cruise, waste gas, you know, walk up town. That's what people say on our res anyway. It's like, it's not really doing anything. exactly i never under and i used when i was a kid because all of my older brothers and sisters would be do or cousins whatever same thing um <laughs> would be going they'll be like oh let's go for a cruise and i used to think it's the coolest thing ever like when i get older you know i'm gonna be able to cruise and now i think about yeah. it i'm like that's such a waste of money <laughs> like, why is. would you fill up your car to just go drive around in the town you see every single day so i've never cruised <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess it's it's the visits in between. It's the laughs. Yeah. Uh, and the thing is, they it. would be really so be like, ask my kata or my palaka for, hey, can I get some gas bucks? I just got some gas. Let's go cruise. Like, <laughs> wait, this is what we're going to use Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, this, now that I'm older, I'm like, um, no, I'm not going to be cruising. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I feel it. Oh my gosh. Anyway. I know. Seriously. <sighs> Just uh all the breakdowns and like something as simple as cruising, you know, uh, mm-hmm. riding around. And uh the fact that they bring in supernatural stuff is cool too. Uh like they talked about oh Deer yeah. Uh, which mm-hmm. isn't for us. I mean, I, I that's don't not have our any. exactly yeah, our thing, but it's cool seeing because we know like it's like just as native peoples we know that there are there's things that you know other natives peoples do so it's good to see another perspective on how they view it and how they you know and especially how the artists are or the the um, producers are kind of incorporating that because it teaches something teaches us something as well you know yeah. how they view certain things um because it's like we know we know the general synopsis of it you know we can kind of brush yep. through it but it's like to kind of see their play on it is very interesting too. So yeah, well, because they've mentioned Dear Lady, and then they had her in like one of the episodes. Yeah, right off top, and they're like, "Oh, Dear Lady's been walking around," you know, like the cop and so. When he says that, "Oh, I've been seeing Dear Lady" or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, like I, for me, I got taken back immediately <laughs> to my childhood and like my great. See, I think my, of I don't uh, want to say it, but like. Oh, I know exactly. I told, oh, I know. Yeah. It's a cloven yep. foot. Yeah, a hoofed person. And I will yes, not say the name. We don't say the name. Exactly. But like, that was my affiliation. And some people think First it's thing. so stupid. I'm like, nope, I'm not taking no chances. I ain't no saying No chances anything. at all. No, no. It's like Candyman, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> First of all, exactly. also, side note, they made a remake of that movie. So go they see it. It, it came out it last, like two Fridays ago, I think. Yeah, I haven't watched it. I still want, I want to rewatch the original because my mom used to always watch Candyman. Okay. Um, Okay. So I want to re I want to see that before I do um, watch the new one. But anyway, that's a good plan. I think yeah. I'll do the same. That Maybe sounds good. Maybe we dope. can do a watch party. I know. I'm like actually. I know a lot of apps dope. have the watch party thing. Really? But um, yeah, it's where okay, you can we'll watch at it. the same time. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> then I then I can As finally I watch a film over here, I got with so you. Excited. Yeah. <laughs> 
but um but yeah so basically i put that affiliation with our tribe too so that's why it's like we have that we all have our each tribe has kind of have that has that connection in their own way but that that was immediately what i thought of when they said dear dear woman i thought Mm -hmm. of ours and i was like "Hmm." yeah did you know the son though the one who played the cop as a child that's jamie okuma's jamie okuma's son um so he's been doing a lot of acting yeah yeah so that's really cool to see another you know young native actor in the game you know and he played with i forget his name the guy who does the hulk um plays the hulk i can't think of his name and he did 13 going on 30 yeah 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 mark ruffalo so they did you say 13 going on 30 yeah (laughs) (laughs) i don't know those are the only two those are the only two films i can remember okay please continue (laughs) (laughs) he um yeah her son did a film with him on an hbo movie too so it's cool to see you know our young natives out here doing it Mark's out here. He's trying to snag him a little into woman. Actually, Mark, is he married? Yeah, he I have is. no idea. Okay. Oh, I don't think I don't know if he's married, but he's definitely out here. You know, he's he's getting tapped in. You he's know? doing he's doing what homie and I think it was like episode four or five did. Uh, greasy fabric, greasy greasy fabric. Yeah. <laughs> that episode. Uh, that was <laughs> funny. That made me want to fry bread so up with bad. That, like that that rich guy. Who? Um, oh yeah that was launched. a oh that was a funny episode when she was sitting at the table scene, so... what was that like for you when you experienced that because i know i was gagging the entire i time. was laughing and i was just like the whole time i'm just like wow like i knew something was coming i knew something was coming i'm like because i know too she's good not to be set true, up right it was i didn't think it was going to be that quick to where she came to that re- realization i'm like okay maybe the mom and this soyapo guy she met at the bar is going to like you know, kick it off for a couple episodes and then it's going to hit us. But it hit us immediately and the way they did it was so, (laughs) was perfect. How she just was like, all right, I'm out. (laughs) And how she was just analyzing him the entire time. Mm -hmm. I was like, this was perfect. I think the best is that she had like the internal struggle where she literally, she was like, this is what I've been begging creator for. Like a cute man who's fit, rich, big house, you know, all the things where I don't have to go to work, I can take care of me and my son. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then being confronted with like, oh, this is <laughs> yeah, this is like a horrible denial of self and my ancestry and yep. all the things that happen. So which one am I going to choose? Like exactly. this great desire or just like all my shame. And it's like, exactly. it's funny watching her process it and being like, mm, yeah, that was actually, the no, part. I got to get out of here. <laughs> she, hit him, she hit him with, all right, I'm gonna head out. <laughs> right and she hit it so quick and then mm-hmm. he goes was it the tattoo or like mm-hmm. <laughs> like when uh, i knew as soon as i seen a tattoo i was like all right oh my gosh yeah i mean <laughs> all right. a confederate flag to, tattoo with two feathers to, she on better it. dip she better yeah. dip yeah done right there and then when he was like mm-hmm. actually i i prefer native women or you know i, yeah. I love uh indian women yeah, I was like, oh, done there. <laughs> and then I love how they were like, oh, and, and my best friend is Lakota. Uh, oh, yeah, that part. <laughs> I was like, oh, not text That's with funny. daily, the, <laughs> the qualifier. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, it was um, like saying, oh, well, my friend is black. You know what I mean? It was right. the same statement. So just like, all right. The exact. If she thing. didn't dip, then I would be like, all right, like this is going to yeah. get interesting. But well, um, the- just how she did it, like, I, I was laughing. <laughs> for sure, for sure. 
uh, definitely a good a good look. Um, a lot of good discussion, you know, just on sure. on nativeness, and then we're gonna see where it goes because this last episode, they, uh, you know, they kind of touched on something that we discuss a lot, uh, just somebody's emotional states, um, and not necessarily knowing what to do from the outside. Um, and, you know, even noticing some of the moments where it's like, oh, this was maybe a cry for help. Maybe this was a moment where I could have stepped in and helped out. Um, and so, yeah, we'll, we'll see where they go with that storyline because I, I was not at all expecting it to go that way. And, and that's just kind of where it is right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll see. Stay tuned. <laughs> exactly. Uh, well. We have another one down and uh, another weekend in front of us. Roundup, Pendleton Roundup is coming up in about a week and a half. So I know people are getting amped up for that, whatever that may be. Who knows with restrictions and whatnot. Uh, however, and beyond that, we don't know do nowadays. A, I know. I was like, do I you feel have like there's a function, but is it going to really be a function? I oh, it'll be a function. A lot of different. It'll be a function. Yeah. It's a road. Oh, yeah, people, I'm sure. People are going to turn sure. up and turn for out. For sure. For sure. Turn out and turn up. yes i i i I already assume so but um no i got some oxtails on the stove so i'm ready to dip so i can eat (laughs) well my bad yeah well let's not let's not disturb the food by getting a little hungry so (laughs) no obviously great conversations today and um yeah, I feel like we can only bring more. We can continue everything we kind of just talked about next week. So Without a I'm interested to see, especially reservation dogs, hands down. Um, so I'm excited to see where that goes. Yeah, what you have for me and what yes. I need to go back and look on and pay attention to. Yes, for sure. Protect our women. Protect our people. Come on, y'all. We're human beings. Yes. Let's love each other. Yep. All I got. And on that note, peace be the journey. <laughs> cool runnings. <laughs> No, that was corny. You can take that out. (laughs) (laughs) I just watched that on the plane. So that's what came to mind. I see see power. I see a badass mother. mother Who don't take (laughs) from nobody. Once again, Junior. (laughs) I see pride. All right, let's get out of here. (laughs) We want to thank everybody for tuning in today. As always, it's a pleasure to be here with my crew, simply talking our Black Native talk like we do. There's a whole lot more for us to discuss, though, so stay locked in. You can check out our episodes on quantumtheorypod.com, and feel free to send in any topics, questions, or small business shoutouts to our socials, and you might just hear us discuss it on air. Our IG handle is at quantumtheorypod, and you can also find us on facebook.com backslash quantumtheory. So be kind to yourself out there, know that you're a boss, and drink plenty of water. Kotskiya pihechnu. See you next time.